What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time. It's breakdown time. That's right. The Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne. As always, joined by... Paul. And we're about to talk AEW Revolution and the fallout from that show. It has been a crazy, crazy week. Crazy, crazy week. Following AEW Revolution. Some crazy stuff happened at the pay-per-view, which has laid out a crazy, crazy, crazy road ahead in the coming months. And I, I kind of heard it best described as because of how Tony Khan and AEW do their pay-per-views, it's like we get four Raw After Manias a year. Because that is definitely what this week's Dynamite was. It was a... It wasn't the strongest Dynamite. I mean... Minus the, like, the big return. Or the big free agent signing. I mean, you had a title change. You had... It, this was a... Re- had, I mean, this was... But, I mean, again, this was like a, con- a, a, a continuation of the paper. This is where all the, the other storylines, they came to a, an end. This and was, now we've got, like, the start of a whole new set of stories. Yeah, it's a reset. It's the beginning of a new season. Yeah, so in AEW, we, we have the opportunity to get that four times a year. Unlike Vince, who does it after Mania and doesn't even really do anything then. Dude, talk about the most lackluster fucking mania. I mean, I, like, I, like I said last week, I really don't want to watch it. Like, it, I have no interest in it whatsoever. I am because so, again, we were like, oh, Austin's coming back for Matt. No, he's coming back for a a segment, and he'll end up, you know, stunning Kevin Owens, and that'll be it. Um. So the rumor was, it's like, all right. KO's doing the Stone Cold thing on the KO show. Um, what the hell is Seth going to do now? How is Seth going to be brought into the picture? So now the rumor is supposedly that's going to be the Cody spot. Him and Cody. If Cody ever signs, because they basically gave him, they told Cody, it's like, listen, you got to sign. If you're going to sign with us, you got to sign very, like, very soon or... And basically, we want to fuck you over on these terms because you already quit AEW, so... Yeah, you basically... You walked out on AEW. We know you don't have any negotiating room. Like, there's... Because, again, like like Teresa said, if he goes running back to AEW, he looks the worst for it. Yes. He looks hard. Like, he will get booed out of the arena if he goes back. And Brandy Stewart... Like, if I was Tony, I would definitely not be hiring Brandy back. Like, you gave her, like, this prominent position in a company that she was no way qualified for. She went from being a backstage interviewer to you made her the brand, chief brand officer for your company. Like, I don't know what kind of, like, college credentials or whatever she has, but at least when you say Stephanie's the WWE chief brand officer... Stephanie has been around that company for how long? Since she was she, a kid. She knows the brand. The most you could say about Brandy being in that position was, well, she's there at the creation, so she's creating the brand. Like, But what about Brandy's background gives her the insight to create a brand? And I guess, you know, they they're now doing the... Because, you know, 
AEW really didn't own anything like trademark wise for like they they went and trademarked all their own little YouTube segments and shit that were on the AEW's channel. Uh, it's it, it. I don't know. I I, I don't want to shit on them that, but but I mean like I think Cody and Brandy definitely screwed up when they just were like. Nope, I want big money, or I'm gonna go because Vince will give it to me. And now, now that we have seen what has happened over the last couple of weeks in AEW, and they really don't need Cody. No, I like, mean, at all. And plus, he had no fucking leverage anyway with Vince because simply because Vince never seen him as a main event guy. Yeah, never. He was always a mid and, and mid Carter. And Cody was nothing more than a mid Carter into AEW. He put himself there. He put himself in the TNT title picture, like by saying, "I'll never compete for the world title again." After losing to Jericho, so you've already said, "I'm not a main event person." Well, it's the one thing with that is at least he helped build up that belt. Like he made that belt felt special because of his name with the comp and um, um, being one of the top guys in the company and stuff like that. So he helped he helped build up that belt. I mean, here's the thing. Ultimately, I think Cody was fine in AEW. I don't think he was ever, because again, he in the beginning he had his own say, which is how we got that horrible like nightmare family nightmare whatever collective whatever they called it in the beginning. Nightmare collective. Yeah, you know that that horrible shtick. Um, no, it's basically it's. Every foreign guy I'm going to defeat and I'm going to give this extremely over-the-top rambling on too long promos. Like, he never did himself any favors at all in the way he was doing things. And it's... It it quickly realized he was out of touch. Like like you said, he's... He was brought up his dad's way of wrestling. Nothing he did in AEW looked like it didn't belong on... WWE television. Yeah. It did not fit. Now, granted, uh, who said it? Like, in AEW, you have every genre of wrestling. Like, there's something for everybody, which is why, like, I love Cornette and his analysis of things sometimes, but then, I, I, like, today I was listening to him talk about the, the six-man tag on Revolution, and he was, like, shitting all over it. And I'm like, you got every kind of match that there is on that pay-per-view every style of match on that pay-per-view and there was something for everybody yeah each match represented like, like every style of wrestling that you can go to a show anywhere an in the world and see you got to see on that card that first that jericho kingston match was a straight up japanese yeah hard all, style that's you know, all strong Japan. style match yeah I mean, to the fact that Kingston put up on Instagram like, move like matches where like his like he got took spots from, like he put up a Japanese like film from of that opening, you know, when he dropped Jericho on his head, like all of that. Yeah. So like that's exactly what that opening match was. That was the Japanese strong style, old school Japanese match. That six man tag like. And again, he was like, they call it a trios match. Well, unless everybody's working from the left and they're south of the border, it's a six-man tag, not a trios. And I just, like, it's when I want to just be able to yell at people, like, 
they're going to introduce a trio's title. These are supposed to be lucha style matches, you moron. No, they definitely. That's why they're intro- That's why they literally have a trio's rank, like a tree. They keep they keep track of trio's match victories and losses. In the, like there's like the singles tags, and then there's trios because there will eventually be a trio's belt. This dynamite definitely showed. Like, a lot of factions blowing up, and then you can break off to, like, trios. Yeah, like, just reshuffling everything. And, yeah. like, that, again, I love my factions, so, like, I didn't find anything wrong with anything. I love the fact that they're not even going to... See, uh, me, as as as, if, as the b- way I would book a show, out of, like, um, Lambert would have got to, like, roast Cody and Brandy. Because now... Paige Van Zandt's gonna go after fucking Ty and she'll be able to win. Cause if she was gonna wrestle Brandy, she'd have lost. Because Brandy got the win when she shouldn't have. Whoever like did what, Jade maybe beat Brandy? No, I don't did Jade beat Brandy? No, because she never she ducked they she never. got pregnant. Yeah, she got she pregnant. ducked that match, she got pregnant. So I don't know that Brand who did Brandy ever lose to? Um That's just it. Like you can't think of one off the top of your head because she always got, she always went over. Like there was just no, I, I don't know. Like at least this way, the person who comes in and should win is going to win, and maybe, just maybe, we'll actually have to make Ty Conti wrestle a decent match. Cause, all right, you let's see. Like you, you know. You're a Taekwondo or whatever, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. All right, now you're going to have to actually fight somebody who is a trained fighter. Let's see an actual match. She lost uh, four matches. And um, they don't say to who, though. And this could be like tag team matches. Yeah, so I mean, like, she she went over all the time. So at least I think Paige Van Zandt comes out a winner in this whole thing because, again, she won't have to do the job for Brandy. But uh, let, let's, uh, if you want, pull up the uh, yeah, I got it. The revolution card, and we'll just go through. I don't even. I, I didn't even write down what our predictions were, so I completely have forgotten what we said. Uh, we'll start with the kickoff show. Yeah, Layla Hirsch versus Chris Stanlander. Um, Layla Hirsch wins via pinfall. Decent little opening match. I mean, it was. Match. It was good. And then, but I kind of felt bad because I'm like, after the late, like, oh, she's going to have to fight Thunder Rosa on Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, well, she got that win on the fucking pay-per-view for no reason because she's just going to lose Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. If so, we'll talk about that match when we get to it. Um, Hook defeated QT Marshall by submission. Um, it was your typical Hook match. You've seen it every single Hook. I mean, he had to put up a little bit more of a fight. Yeah, I've seen him put up a fight against um, God. Who was the second guy? It wasn't Cruz. No, he, he unfortunately he squashed Serpentico. Um, it was one of the the Bear Country guy, I think. I mean, that was just because of the, how the big the dude was. Yeah, it was like a, a bigger guy, so he took a little bit more damage, so you can see that he can sell. But I mean, this was that like this was way like he. This is, you know, I mean, this is one of those good, like, yeah, he can, he was squashing everybody else, but all right, he has QT, who is a better, you know, is a good wrestler. Like, 
you know, he, he wasn't able to like squash QT. I mean, he would he taught fucking hook. Like yeah, he was I mean, he was partial, one of the trainers. Yeah, partial trainer, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's one of those it's the same fucking hook match. I mean, do, it's going to be that do way. Do you suplexes? Do yeah, you no sell? It's going to be that way until they come up with somebody to go after him. Yeah, and you need to start. Like, you really want to go to the top rope or something like that, and or run the ropes. I mean, he's 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 pulling like he he's just his dad, but not as Puerto Rican looking. You know, like his dad didn't do anything. Taz didn't do anything spectacular. No. In his matches. That's I mean, it's basically he's Taz 2.0. But that was a different time back then. But again, you're in it, it's it's we it it, it 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 walks that line of you get a little a bit of everything in AEW. And the streak thing is working for 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 Jade. It's working for Hook just because I think with Hook, it's more of like an internet wrestling community kind of like getting over. Uh, it's it's definitely that Hook didn't even have a match and people... Yeah, because he became like... Saying he should be AEW champion. Yeah, he got over with the internet before yeah. anything else. Which is fine because, again, so, but like I said, there's something for everybody. This He's the internet meme wrestler. And all the girls love him. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have, you know, pulling what? your female fans. That's more money. Uh, God, what do they call them? The handsome <sighs> something. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, after that, you had the House of Black versus uh, the Bastard Pock, Penta, and Eric Redbeard. And House of Black wins, which yeah, they, sh- I, I they should have. Though we're going to bring in Eric Redbeard for the win but i guess i was what i was waiting for was the 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 hands and the you know oh the Brody lee the Brody lee thing and i'm like if he'd have hit that he'd he'd have won the the big discus yeah discus lariat yeah like if he'd have pulled that out and like that would have been it like they would have they'd have just lit that because i think they they still are going to protect that sequence of a lariat because everybody does a discus now for the big rig, like is. a tro- like a tribute. But yeah. I think with that mo- like that motion and all that, that will be protected. Like if that somebody does that, that's going to be the finish. And I was expecting that. And when he didn't pull that out, I'm like, okay, because you right right when when it, towards the end, I'm like, you're like, oh, he's there to eat the pen. I'm like, no, he's there to win. And then that's when he didn't yep. pull that finisher out, and I'm like. All right, so then he didn't pull that out. He literally got hit with everybody's finisher. He got misted. Yeah. By um, yeah, that was the final nail. Like he got the mist. Malachi, he got the running jumping knee by Buddy Matthews, and then he got the um, I guess suplex a power slam. Whatever, yeah, from Brody. From Brody, King. Brody I just King. like both teams brought in a ginger to like be their heaters. <laughs> yeah. And it goes to show bringing in Redbeard. It goes to show that. Phoenix is probably going to be out a little bit longer than expected. So yeah, they had I mean, to go to- he, even though he didn't like break his arm, what I mean, I guess that hyperextension dislocation, you know, that can really matter. Like, especially if it might have, it might have tore or like stretched like the ligaments and tendons in his elbow and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. a hell of a match too. It was like, I can't wait to see Buddy Matthews versus Pac like one on one or Buddy and Kenny. 
Oh yeah, he's gonna be like he's definitely. I I think be, with him being added to House of Black, House of Black eventually is gonna be elevated up. But again, it's one of it's like three. It's a three man faction right now. So yeah. I know a lot of people tease him that he needs to hit the tattoo parlor because he has a lot of tattoos to make up for the. I mean, he look. He he. I think maybe his gear might change up his gear a little. There's too much white in his gear. I like the mask though, like his. Oh yeah, then like when the, they came out, like, I'm saying, I think his gear needs to be changed up a little bit to go with the rest of them. But other than that, I mean, like, he doesn't need the ta- like you know. Yeah. That's like Penta and Phoenix have a shit ton of tattoos. Yeah. Clock ain't got none. Yeah, that's true. Um, it was a really good trios match, good 18 minute match to right before the pay per view started to get you hyped. Uh, then the actual pay per view starts. Jr. comes out with his Oklahoma thing, hook him, not hook him horns. Uh, uh, the, the actual the Oklahoma Sooners theme, Sooners marching band theme, or whatever you want to call fight it. song. Yeah. And then you have Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho, where Eddie Kingston wins. That was a great match. Very good match. Probably one of Jericho's best match. Like, he looked amazing. Like, he really got in shape for this um, I mean, yeah, he was looking match. horrible a he, few months ago. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. And he he actually has, like, almost a six-pack or a couple abs. I mean, he's 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 as, he's as, he's got as tight a body as a, a 50-year-old can get without being, like, just a gym rat. Yeah. He is... He does have a set of Kofi, Kofi pecs. He is 51. Yeah, like, he's got Kofi pecs. Like, the, like, the center is missing. I don't know why. Like, all of a sudden in his life, his mm. center of his pecs have disappeared. The Kofi thing, I think it was, like, a wrestling accident. I don't know. Like, uh, but, yeah, like, he's he's got nothing here. <laughs> yeah. But like we said, th- this match was brutal. Kingston was dropping Chris on his head. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, this, this is, was straight up Japanese strong style, old school, knock the living hell out of one another. And this Jericho was hitting all the fucking classics, the Lion Tamer, the Lion Salt. Um, He was doing everything. And um, a lot of really good near falls. Kingston with the back fist. And the, the fact that he he made Jericho tap was great. Like, yeah, it was great. Used the old Japanese, uh, I forgot which wrestler, um, did that submission. It's some weird name too. But um, and then when he when Jericho finally tapped, like Kingston didn't even believe it. Yeah, it was like, great. He was, it was almost as if he didn't know he was gonna win. Yeah. Um, and of course Jericho started to go to shake his hand, then, but then didn't, didn't, didn't do it. End up leaving, so Jericho didn't shake the hand like he was supposed to, and then he was to say, "I respect you, Eddie Kingston." Um, and then I mean, you get, but that again that led into a really good segment Wednesday night, like. Yeah, Wednesday night you had um it started off with Jericho coming out giving a great speech, doing a good promo about how Kingston brought out 
brought the fire back into into Jericho that he wanted to be uh, nice good foreshadowing of the old Jericho which the old Jericho was always just a great heel oh yeah and um Kingston comes out cuts a great fucking speech oh god from yeah, the heart went off on the crowd the what chant they fucking did a what chant at at fucking Eddie Kingston I mean, it's not like like one or two dudes up in the fucking nosebleeds. Yeah, that's why he stopped. It's like, Steve Austin ain't here, brother. Yeah, like, and, so, uh, like, but again, it just goes to show, like, how good Eddie is. The fact that he was able to just, like... Shut it. Shut it down. Yeah. And, like, just keep going with his fucking promo. And, like, three seconds later, damn near bursting out in the tears. No, that, those... What chant assholes in the fucking crowd i bet you those are like they're more of a wwe fan than AEW, oh, yeah. so and they, they would... just went to AEW just because it's in town mm-hmm. type of thing and they just want to go fuck with the product and so um yeah eddie gave a fucking emotional speech like he wasn't he thought about not fucking doing it doing the match he he was scared and he didn't think he can do it so he wanted to go home and get fucking drunk and um, go back to his old demons, but then at the fanfare, he had four four people come up and told him that his article that he did about depression and suicide and all this stuff helped them not go through with it and to seek help and get uh, to fight through it and everything like that. And um, yeah, he was damn near close to in tears Dude, when he I mean, was saying like, it. He, I mean, he got, when he brought, started bringing that up, he was cho- like legit like choking up and I'm like, yeah. Eddie's such, like he, like he is so great. It sucks that he is not, like it's taken till now yeah. for him to like, 20 years to find some kind of semblance of notoriety. And like you go watch his stuff in like TNA and then NWA like right before AEW. I'm like, he's, he hasn't changed. No. Like he's always been this I like, don't. He's always been this, and it's. I don't know if he was in Lucha or not. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I know he was in TNA. He like, and then I remember when he went to NWA when they, NWA was started doing the power stuff on on YouTube. He showed up in in NWA, and like he was still like. It, he's just Eddie Kingston. Like it's. He's just. He, I mean, when he is what he is. He's just Eddie Kingston, and that. The way Eddie Kingston is in the ring and on the microphone is just like he is. He is. He could have been Austin twenty like he because he's always been the same. He could have been Austin at any point. Yeah, like that's what he almost. That's what he is kind of like right now. If you just lo- start letting him win more, he he could be your Austin. Yeah. Like, I like the whole thing with now with him and Santana and Ortiz because. Clearly, as Jericho said in his bit, his bit of the promo, you know, you brought back the old Jericho. The old Jericho is a heel. Yeah. So the aftermath of this, they actually shake hands. Um, Jericho says he respect him, and then next thing you know, uh, 2.0's music hits. Out comes Daniel Garcia and 2.0. They attack Kingston and Jericho and Jericho, but they barely did anything to Jericho. They because I knew something was up because they hit Jericho and Jericho went down and he was just kind of laying and all three of them went to Kingston. Mm-hmm. And then one of them came over and kind of barely put their knee on, on Jericho's neck. 
and the commentators are trying to put over is like, oh, Jericho has a bad neck and all this other stuff because of the match from the previous night. But apparently, from what Twitter detectives pointed out, if you go back and watch every single time 2.0 jumped Jericho and all them, if you watch closely, they don't even hit Jericho or they barely look yeah. like they're about they hitting Jericho. Like, it's always been... I mean, that's what I'm saying. But the, the, the groundwork, like that's, again, long-term storytelling. The yeah. groundwork has been there. Shit you don't even realize. Yeah, it's been there the whole time for the simple yeah. fact that whenever they would do it, it would be Jericho on commentary. Yeah. And then, so, outcomes Ortiz and Santana to even the odds. They come out with the baseball bat. And then as soon as they Jericho gets the bat and they hold in um I think Daniel Garcia. He like he nails Santana in the chest. It was obvious it's like, all right, Chris is gonna hit fucking Santana. And of course, hits Santana. Ortiz pulls that Dean uh Ambrose when look when fucking Rollins hit Reigns with the chair. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck what's going on? type look and then he gets hit with the bat and then next thing you know jake hager comes Who has out done nothing in forever um shows up i think he's training for like mma going back to mma and stuff so he comes out gets in fucking jericho's face and it's like all right well we know where this is going he's gonna be with jericho so he goes and looks like he's about to clothesline jericho steps out the way and goes after um i think it was Ortiz or santana and then um, they grab Kingston. They held him. They started slapping him around a little bit. Kingston's fucking pissed, shouting. Mm-hmm. And then they take the bat, bat straight to the fucking top of the head, um, almost to the the orbital bone that Kingston yeah. broke. Mm-hmm. So Kingston went down, and then it uh, 2.0 went and grabbed the timekeeper's table, set it up. Hager barely got Kingston up. Oh yeah, had like to get help. and then, like that that was a horrible landing on that Horrible table. landing. Miss, completely missed it. Like the back of his head. The back, like the top of his shoulders and his head hit the table. I'm like, yeah. part of that I think is on one of the guys from two like one of the guys from two point grabbed him to kind of make it look war- like he was going even but I think that yeah. kinda spun him just a tad. And the table was a bit too far. And yeah, the table was too far. Because if the table yeah. would have been closer, he'd have been like the spot would have been fine. Yeah. And so Jericho gets on the mic, and the inner circle's basically dead. Now it's the Jericho Appreciation Potsy Society. Society. I mean, it, again, it's it's fine because Jericho is a self-centered heel. Like I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that. You know, and it's great. It gives. Um, I mean, honestly, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia something to do. But it also feeds into the fact of why they kept going after Kingston. Like, you can link all of it together. Yeah. Because they went after Kingston for really no reason whatsoever. I mean, that was the 2.0 thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so jumped. now you can you can all, you can you can kind of connect all of it. You it's know, like you can come out and have Chris Jericho do a promo and be like, I saw the way, you know, Santana and Ortiz were starting to hang around with Eddie again. And, it, you know, they didn't want to listen to me. They wanted to go hang. So, like, I, like you can, you can connect it all in a in a, a well worded promo, and actually have this be one long term story. I'm sure Jericho will do that. Beautiful, 
it's also the fact of I think it's like the rite of passage. Every big name that comes into AEW, your first feud is gonna be with the fucking um, uh, Team Taz. I mean, like like Ricky said, like you know, Ricky said, you know, Team Taz runs Friday nights. Yeah. So, I think the only person so far was, um, is um, Brian Danielson. I think he's the only one who hasn't teamed with. Had a feud with Team Taz. Yeah. Like, as soon as he came in. Um, Back to the revolution. I mean, which is fine, because they basically, you know, even though the FTW title's not an AEW title, it's still kind of... I mean, technically, only three people held that belt. I think it's like, three or four people. Yeah, but I mean, it, but it, like I'm saying, like, it's not an AEW belt, but it's still, like, you have to go through that to go further. Yeah. Um, after that, the next match was Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks in a three-way for the titles. Not as many shenanigans as I thought this was going to be. No, but it's a great, like the Young Bucks are just fucking great. Like all their fucking matches they're in. I love, like, I can't wait to see a Red Dragon versus Young Bucks, just them two. Or when Kenny comes back and you have... The um, the era versus the elite versus the undisputed originals. They should just call themselves the era. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Like, just don't use undisputed. Just use call yourselves the era. Well, apparently AEW used it in a video once, like one of their YouTube videos. The undisputed originals. Yeah, uh, I mean, but I, I the like announcers are never called. Yeah, called it doesn't that. come across. It, it doesn't. So it might have been just for that one video they called them that, but um, typical Jurassic Express Young Bucks match where tons of spots. Um, I mean, that's the only problem I have with like Young Bucks matches. Like they pull out shit that like should just end people right then and there. Like you can only kick a person so many times in the head before they just don't move. If, so either we accept the fact that the Young Bucks kicks aren't that strong, <laughs> or. We have to accept, you know, accept everybody's head is just that hard. It's one of the two because they just, you know, the sheer amount of super kicks. That's the one problem I have with this style of. I mean, I guess maybe call it personal bias because. That was a finishing. That was my one of my finishers was a super kick. And like you just didn't break out a super kick in the middle of the match and have somebody like. Not even really that phased by it. Well, it came down to other people use super kicks, but if HBK hit it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, HBA super kick, no matter what, like yeah, a finisher. Everybody else is throwing kicks left and right that don't mean nothing. <laughs> um, if Eddie Kingston's match was an all Japan '90s style Japan uh, wrestling match. This is a maybe like five or ten years ago indies PWG type match. Yeah, this is this is the type of match these guys had before they signed big contracts. Yeah, this is back when Red Dragon Red Dragon was on the indies. With like you can go watch is, it on PWG a, or Ring, of, Ring Honor. of Honor match circa yeah. 2015. Probably yeah. Um. 
great acting and visuals, like the little Kyle, very great at um, his acting in the ring of like, we're supposed to be working together, but he tries to go for the pin. You're like, oh man, I forgot. I'm bad. I'm sorry. And then Bobby Fish is great with his deadpan delivery. Bobby, like, I mean, that's honestly, again, my biggest problem with BTE is when they show the segments of the matches. I'm like, I don't care about this. Give me the other stuff. And they have great segments on, on BTE. And I do like the fact that the AEW proper like references them. Granted, I thought they could have done a little bit better reference this past week with the we're going to go get friends who are, you know, they're friends of yours, but they're better friends of mine. I'm like, is he just going to come to the ring with fucking Alex and fucking John Silver to Wrestle Wednesday, which would have been great, which they kind of even set up even more on Wednesday that it could have been them since he was like, oh, no, I got Jurassic Express to come help me next week. Oh, by the way... uh Jurassic Express asked me they want another shot at, at the Young Bucks, so I is that cool? Is that, that cool? Yeah, yeah, is that cool? Is that I'm cool, like, y'all? That's why I'm like, all right, so Adam Cole should get Silver and Reynolds to fucking yeah. help him. Because technically, that's his friends on PTE. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they make reference to it every night because most of the, the, the page Dark Order stuff happened on BTE. Yes. And then it kind of bled over into... It was such a big hit. Yeah, it bled over into regular AEW. But again, it, the most of it happens on BT, which was always my problem with... Was, which was one of the things I didn't like about early AEW was there was not a lot of story stuff on television. It was all... Like, if you wanted kind of backstory on all these feuds, you like you had to watch... B, the, BTE had a lot of the backstory. Like all the, the, the you know, the, the main storyline, there was a lot of stuff. Like all the Dark Order stuff, they got over on the internet. Yes. Like they didn't do any of that on the show. It got over on the internet. And then the addition of Brody Lee being And then the, Brody Lee fucking like got over massively on the internet. Yeah. So that was my biggest problems with AEW in the beginning. And they've kind of, they've, they've gone, they've almost done like a 180. And there's a lot of story like on television now. Which is why I'm now like a fan of AEW. Yeah. Um, of course, Jurassic Express won because what we predicted that the Young Bucks and Red Dragon would just cancel each other out. Like shenanigans will ensue. I mean, it wasn't a lot of shenanigans. It was like normal triple threat match kind of, you know. Yeah, it's one of those. It wasn't like implicit, like it wasn't a WWE match where they would be grabbing one another off of the pins and shit like that. No, it's one of those we hit we hit the fin Young Bucks hit all the finishers and then Red Dragon comes in at the last second to steal I mean uh Jurassic Express comes in and um because the Young Bucks and Red Dragons was fighting ended up like fighting each other and then gave enough time for Jurassic Express to get their second wind and mm-hmm. get the win. Was it it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, like if this was in WWE there would have been so many there would have been ref bumps they would have overbooked it like crazy, and this wasn't overbooked, so it was it was really good. Yeah, no, um, not a whole lot of from Christian on the outside. 
I don't know. Was he even outside? Yeah, he was out. Like, he I'm was saying. there like, the whole time. This, there would have been all kind of overbooking. They did Christian, the ref bumps. Everything underneath the sun would have happened if this happened in WWE. But, like, here it's done properly. Yeah, and I really like that finisher. The, I can't remember the name of it. I'm trying but to remember it, how it looks it cool. It's kind of like, um, ah, fuck, no, I'm blanking. I, I, I don't even remember how it goes. I don't even, yeah. Uh, I mean, here's the thing, like, clearly, there is a team that would easily smoke Jurassic Express being built up right now that we'll talk about in a minute. So I don't know how much longer Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus hold on to those belts. Oh, I'm sorry. They hold on to those belts until that other team becomes number one contenders. Because the number one contenders got their shot Wednesday. And, you know, the Acclaim lost. So I'm kind of upset. I love the Acclaim. The Acclaim's great. Oh, you're talking about that team. (laughs) Yeah, that team we'll talk about later. I thought you were talking about the other team. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, again, like, like I said, the acclaim. I, I would have loved the acclaim to have won Monday, I mean Wednesday, but we 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 just knew that wasn't gonna happen. Like, it's just. I, I don't know. I, I don't know when you put the belts on acclaim because the crowd loves acclaim. The acclaim everybody loves the acclaim, even though they're supposed to be heels. Even though they're supposed to be heels. Just like the Sammy Scorpio Sky match. Yeah. That crowd went nuts at the end of that match. It's about time Scorpio Sky, like, gets a big win. Yeah, it just took him a year until, you know, he got the brass yeah. ring last year. And- That's literally all those wins that past year was probably on dark and dark elevation i mean he did he won like he was on dark and dark elevation a lot yeah and uh, you know again i don't like these other channels that are like i don't watch the youtube stuff like then you're missing really good matches because yes there's squashes but then there's really good matches and plus it's building up it's a lot of indie people that's indie people that's the new up-and-coming indie talent. Yeah, yeah it's all... And yeah, they get yeah. to showcase that. Yeah, they, like you go to all these different towns. Now that you're touring again, yeah, you're going to all these towns and you're seeing like who you see as maybe the best people that are coming to you for, you know... That's why you've, getting, you've gotten some who've gotten signed right after. Like Sky Blue got signed after she did a couple of matches. That AQA chick got signed after her match. Her, yeah. her you know, when she's... And again, the only reason I'm like, why did she get, she was trained by Booker T. So is that the only reason she's getting signed? But then there's a lot of people who wrestle for Thunder Rosa yeah. for Mission Pro who have been getting spotlights. So you Dark and Dark Elevation are literally showcasing your indie talent that is out there still doing indie shows. Is Devon's kids in AEW still? Or I don't know if they were. Was, I know they were. I know... I remember they they wrestled at one point, but I don't know that they were ever signed. Okay. Um, the next match was the Face of the Revolution ladder match. A lot of great spots. Um, spot of the night, 
is Orange Cassidy doing a skin the cat up onto onto a onto the ladder that's being held up by Wallow and Keith Lee. That was a good spot, but also him just climbing up. I think it was Keith Lee. And standing on his back trying to get to the ring. Yes. Like, that was a good spot as well. And then Wallow and Hobbs, people went fucking nuts for. And same with Keith Lee. If it was Keith Lee and Hobbs or Keith Lee and Wallow. Or just all three of that one, that that one, one stare spot. Down, that one stare down and when Orange Cassidy jumped in the... Yeah, jumped in the middle to do the hands. Doing his little kicks to them all. Yeah. And, um... And there are people complaining about how Keith Lee's been booked already. I'm like... Dude, he's only been there for two weeks. How, how is he being booked hard? Like, some people were complaining he got to squash J.D. Drake. And I'm like, do you realize how big J.D. Drake is, right? Like, he's not a small person. See, here's the problem with J.D. Drake. People don't realize how great of a fucking wrestler J.D. Drake is. Like, they've never seen his indie stuff. Yeah. They just see him on AEW and part of the fucking wingman and always getting squashed. That dude's a fucking amazing for his size, he can do some great shit. And he got, he got the, I mean, granted, he was up against that tag team on Wednesday. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't look horrible. They no. didn't squash them. It was, it was a semi squash, but I mean, cause yeah. you knew who was winning, but then he got, he, but at that point he got to work with his actual indie tag partner. Like that's the person who he actually tagged with in, in ring of honor. Oh, okay. That was like yeah. the workhorseman or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, workhorse. Like, that is their tag. That was their tag team name in Ring of Honor. Those two, like that's. I do say the JD Drew Keith Lee match. It looks like Keith Keith Lee hasn't wrestled in a long time, and he's still got some rust that he needs to shake off because that match from Rampage before the pay per view, some stuff looked a little bit sloppy that could have been cleaned up, but. He'll get there. Oh yeah, he'll get like have, he's he. He'll get all the back. Faith. He'll get back to where he was. Yeah. And again, like his his you know talk is Jericho interview when he talks about you know basically Vince not liking the way he delivered his lines. That was a great bit with him and QT on Wednesday. Yeah. You know, like oh, you know, I know you knew around here, and just tell you the factory's got your back. He's like, I have a pretty big back. So, um, no, it just. Deadpan, like, there's no reason for Keith Lee to do anything but be, like, deadpan and highly intelligent. No reason. Like, that is perfect for him. Yeah. And, again, that's the different where it comes in is, like, AEW lets these people, like, again, it's their personalities cranked to 11. Where in WWE, you had to, like, be a character. But here, it's just, you be what you do. We you know just crank we just crank it up. You know? Did you did you listen to that talk to Jericho? No, I haven't listened. But I I mean the the the, the synopsis and rundown. Um, so he got tr- three different tryouts and all got turned down by WWE. Um, apparently he was decent in the ring, but he couldn't cut a promo to save his life, and Dusty would kind of mess with him with, about that. And then the third time when they cut him. Um, Regal went up to him. It's like, listen, I don't know what's wrong with them for not keeping you here, but you go and do this, this, and this. 
you prove to them that mm-hmm. they made a mistake. And that's what basically what Keith Lee did. And then that last time when he actually did get signed, that fourth tryout, he was about to go to New Japan because New Japan wanted him. And then he went and talked to his dad. And then his dad told him, was like, listen, you got to go and prove those people wrong. And that's how he went to end up going to WWE. So we could have seen Keith Lee in fucking Japan. Like, oh, God, that would have been amazing. Yeah, because he already, he, I mean, fuck, you can go on the internet. I think RevPro maybe um, did an Ishii versus Keith Lee match. I mean, it's just sheer, like, difference. Like, again, but again, that's those people that expect, oh, it's a big sign. It's a big name from WWE. They need to come in and, like, win the title right away. Like, that's not how it works, man. No, look at Andrade. Andrade hasn't really done anything. It, he's, he's lost. Still great. Like, his win-loss record has to be like way more in the losses than wins. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go see. I mean, their 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 wins and losses are on the roster page. But I mean, so I mean, he's gotten wins on dark. But again, he's like a great heel. Oh yeah. Like now that this House Hardy shit is over, look at Miro. Like the, Miro was like, I don't care. Like yeah, Miro came in as like the best man. The with best Kip. man. And so the basically, you guy. had to introduce. You let him come in basically almost as himself. Like. Miro basically came in AW playing himself. Yeah, and then he did a feud with. He had a great match that um, I forgot what they called it at Daly's place um, against the best friends when they introduced Statlander in the uh, yeah in the. Wait, the it was that machine. was after that because that was after Trent went out. Yeah, that's when Trent got hurt. Yeah, and then they did the angle afterwards to really put Trent out so he can go get his surgery. Mm-hmm. When uh, Miro attacked him backstage, but um, yeah, it, it's every single person. Look at Punk. He hasn't really gone for a belt, but he had he had to go through fucking Team Taz, and now he has to go through um, because he first did Darby, and then he did Team Taz, and then he beat Lee. Yeah. I mean, but again, again, I think that's literally just Punk coming in and picking who he wants to wrestle. Yeah, but they never hot shotted him straight. Yeah, into yeah the, he didn't into get the hot shot. Yeah, and look what happened. You you gave Daniel Bryan a title shot first thing. To me, it kind of felt awkward. Doing the draws felt bad. I mean, that just I think that's just we're not used to draws because there's yeah. like UK wrestlers like like draws happen all the time over there. Like that's a thing. Kind of like the world accepts soccer games and it will end in a tie. Like, that's just a normal occurrence. Whereas, if it happens in American football, like, all hell breaks loose that you get a half a game. Oh, most of the football players don't even realize you can end on a draw. Yeah, so, like, I think everywhere else in the world, like, a draw is a thing. Whereas here, there's always just been, like, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. Um... I mean, clearly, like they say, like you know, like I said earlier, like there's every style of wrestling in AEW minus the UK version of rounds, because there's wrestling in the UK that has rounds. Uh, oh fuck! What's the John Grisham, Jonathan Grisham's new organization that he just started? Um, sort of the T. I can't remember the name, but he's doing rounds. Dude, I do hope they bring in Grisham. I I, th- I hope they they let him either hold, keep the Ring of Honor belt, or well, they supposed to, at Supercard. There's, I don't know if it's a unification, but it's a I don't know if it's title for title, 
but him and Bandino's having a match. And Bandino's technically, he was your Ring of Honor champion, and then he got COVID. And couldn't. And couldn't uh, make the show and stuff like that. So, so basically, Grisham's been like an interim. He's the original Ring of Honor champion. Like, they brought back the old belt, the, oh, okay. like the original belt. So he's that champion. But um, back to the ladder match. A lot of great spots. A lot of big hoss. Um, Wallow just fucking blowing people's minds on how good he really is uh, in the ring and like his facials and stuff like that. And like when him and Hobbs got to the top of the ladder and they just looked at each other and they kind of shrugged and he went back down the ladder and, if he had, and just, just instead of moved fighting, everything. Like move out of the way and just fight. Yeah. We're just going to fight now. And, um, I mean, I do. I love Hobbs. Like, it's so like, I love Hobbs. I mean, I'm not sold on Wardlow yet. Like, I just need to see him in something other than squash matches. Yeah. Like, but I love Hobbs. Like, I, Hobbs I mean, he had a great, like one of his first matches, of course, was with fucking Cody in that cage match. And he did, he was pretty good in that. Yeah. I, I just need to see him in more, like some, uh, like see how he handles like an actual <laughs> match. Him, um, him kind of that power bomb spot with Ricky Starks um, towards the end looked like it fucking... Yeah, that Ricky, was... But I mean, like I said when we were watching it, like, Ricky gets his arm up behind... His arms up behind his head. Yeah. To kind of absorb the blow onto the metal. But yeah, that was like... That could have been a really bad spot. And the one person that got... The one person who... I mean, uh, no, like, Orange is legit hurt. Yeah, he's legit hurt. Like, Keith Lee overshot him yeah like i mean that's, that that's like who do you, do you blame keith lee for being stronger than he you know like for kind of throwing him too hard i guess and it's also cassidy helping like la- helping launch himself yeah, like, too so yeah he overshot the people that were out that ringside to catch him and yeah and he he ate shit when he fucking his shoulder it looked like yeah so um he came out the next night with a Arm Came out Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday with his arm, his arm in a sling. But Waldo wins. Um, I mean, we all knew. I mean, that one, unfortunately, we all knew that was coming. Yeah, I wanted either Ricky or instead of Christian, fucking Ethan Page, and let Ethan Page win it. And that would have been a way. To, but to, to, to do what that. happened on Mon on fr- uh, Wednesday would probably neg- neglect that. Be- because I think I I think I would have it would have been a, a, a nice bit of story like Ethan wins it this year Scorpio won it the year before Scorpio is now wins your title on Wednesday and then like yeah. because yeah, I mean unfortunately gr- granted thankfully you know Scorpio and there's probably gonna be interference in that match next Wednesday so yeah. Scorpio is not gonna lose the belt in a week fuck now um. Also, you want to talk about people that Ethan Page, fucking great wrestler, great talker, great everything. I mean, that's probably hasn't really done nothing. But I mean, that's probably why they didn't keep. That's probably why they didn't put him in that match for so they wouldn't have to do Scorpio versus Ethan Page. Yeah, like he's lost. He's been in a lot of big matches that he lost. Yeah, I mean, it's basically you work your way up, even if you're in it. He got fed to fucking Sting. It's the and Sting's first match when when WWE brings somebody in, they lose and they. They almost bury them 
until they decide to do something with them. Yeah. Meanwhile, when you come into AEW, yeah, you do work and you may lose, but you don't look. You're you're not getting buried. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see Ethan Page as being buried. Like what almost buried Men of the Year was the fucking feud with fucking Brandy. That shit was that shit was burying them. And you know the because who did um who did uh top team who did they wrestle when you had uh the two MMA guys in the match who were they wrestling oh that was inner that was back when he was feuding with they went up 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 again inner circle I mean that was I I just I, I don't think I don't think. Top, American Top Team has been booked all that well. Hopefully that changes now. Yeah, unfortunately they had to do completely just Drop fucking the wipe, fucking brain. Yeah. yeah, wipe the board and start all over yeah, again. Thankfully, Paige Van Zandt won't have to fucking job to Brandy now. Yeah. Um. Next match was... And then next match you had Jay Cargill... Versus Ty Conti for the TBS championship. Quick little match. Um, Jade wins. Um, really nothing to talk about. I mean, I, yeah, just, this match was was nothing special. No, nah. and um, I, I think they're they're like they just don't have anybody else to throw at Jade. Like, who she has no opponent at this point for her next match, and they're trying to make thirty a big a big deal. This is my because now she she, I seen on Twitter that she's doing an open challenge. Yeah. So maybe now you bring in Ember Moon, or uh, um, Athena. But do you bring them in to lose to her? Like I honestly think the the bring back a Ruby Soho. I don't I don't think Ruby needs to lose to her again. Well then, it's, there's really it's the problem. You need to bring in. You need to bring in if you want to build her up. You need to bring in somebody with a credible name for her to beat. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like you just, I mean, I guess you're gonna have to pick somebody to that hasn't been on air to for her to lose to, like for her to beat. That who is a name? Because after this, um, after this match, like if you watch this match, next you can say next will, might be Anna J because. Ta- uh, Jade basically came out and kicked the shit out of yeah, her. But I mean, Anna Jade just lost to her like not that long ago. So was Ty. Yeah, it's really. Like, I just it, it's the they only, need the, some. I, I mean, they have a lot of women talent. Yeah, none of whom they have they built up really to be any like the only person who should be a threat to her would be like Thunder Rosa. Or Britt Baker, but they're in the fucking main, like they're yeah. in the main event, women's main event. So that's honestly at this point a step down. I mean, you can do a Serena Deeb or a fucking. She should not. Be, I mean, the only way she beats Serena Deeb is if she gets a ho- her hands on her and fucking destroys her, because Serena Deeb should out wrestle her easy. Yeah. Um. I mean, the the only highlight of this match is one, she came out dressed as Jade from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And Jr. said. She looks like some kind of superhero, and Excalibur was like, uh, or, a Mortal or like character. a Mortal Kombat character. 
I mean, here's the thing. Like, I do like some of these wrestlers. They, they get to come out and, like, they, sh- again, show their personalities. Like, that's coming out dressed up like Storm a few, like, the last, I think, big paper when she won. Oh, the When the she tournament. won the title, she came out dressed up as Storm in the old school Mohawk costume. No. Yeah. Was that that one? The black, the black one with the fucking, like, sods cut out. I think that's the old school Mohawk costume. I think. Um, and then this time as, you know, Jade from Mortal Kombat. So a lot and a lot of wrestlers have been doing that. It's also like the second thing is um Kingfish, the guitar player that yeah that played her out. Dude was making love to that guitar. Oh yeah, he was oh he yeah. was and here's the thing, at least with her theme, like she's got a like does it fit? Not really, but it definitely lends to like being played live. Yeah, it, like, um, it's it's. I mean, granted, Shinsuke's fits him like that's a great theme, but it also plays very well to play it live. Yes, at like, least the first time. Every other time after that first time, it's it's been it, crap. Because listening to the entrance, like when he was playing and stuff like that before she came out and when she was coming out, I was I was listening to the music and I was like, man, that's he's pretty good. I can see why he's a two time Grammy winner. It reminded me of the first time, long time ago at Voodoo, the first time seeing um, Gary Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those, you go to that one stage where all the bands you want to see is performing. You get there super early and you just sit there and wait all day. until. Yeah. So you all see those, all these other people all that these you other have people. no idea who they are. Yeah. So I want to say it was for Metallica. Like we sat by the stage when Metallica was headlining that night, and um, I think it was me, Teresa, Richard, and I forgot who else. Um, they're on their phones talking about blah, blah blah. Gary Clark's playing in the background, and I'm like, I'm still listening, and I'm like, oh man, that dude's really good. And then he plays Voodoo Child and just fucking kills Voodoo Child. Like that dude's an awesome yeah. guitar player. And it kind of reminded me of that watching uh, Kingfish last night. Uh, I mean, at the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like like you said, the the match just wasn't all that. No, it's just something. We have the second title for the women's, but and it's doing it has great. To be, it's doing great on Jade. It's just apparently she's a record. Like she pulls in the demo for the ratings. Like she's a. I mean, if you were to make, if this was the mid nineties, right, and we're dealing with the same kind we're dealing exactly with the same wrestling that we have now, but we're dealing with mid nineties movies. Yeah. Like when the original X-Men came out the movie, that is your storm. Like she is, she looks like storm is supposed to look when she had the white hair. Yeah. Like storm is supposed to be like six foot tall. Like somebody you would believe to be worshiped as a God. Like that's Jade Cargill. Like I'm not, no, no doubt. No lie. That's the like physically. That's what the 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 how imposing and and everything she is. Does she need to get better in the ring? Yes, and I think giving her some tougher opponents. She's approved a lot, and she has approved a lot. And supposedly yeah. she's training with Dan with Brian Danielson. Yes, so she should get a lot better. Oh, um, also the match started. With Jade kissing Dude, she's been kidding. Like, I, I noticed that like the match before she it was a quick. But like this time it was fucking like she really planned a full to kiss. on fucking kiss of death. 
so on Wednesday, she that's what she called it. Like, who's gonna step up and get the kiss of death? I still hate the like she's like the bitch show. I'm like, no, no, no. It should be this bitch's show. If you're gonna do it, do it right. The best part about it is after that promo, the backstage segment that she, she cut on Dynamite. Like looking at Twitter of like some of the female wrestlers, like um, especially Jordan Grace had mm-hmm. a very funny one of um, me breaking down the forbidden door to get the to get a kiss from Jade, and it's that Big Bird. Somebody dresses Big Bird and just demolishes the front Dude, front door. Dude, that would be a great match. Jade versus Jordan. Jade versus Jordan, because I mean yeah. Jordan's a fucking beast. Yes. Like, you want to just have two, like, you know, we say, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the, the Wardlow, Keith Lee, and fucking Hobbs, you know, big man meat slapping meat. Like, that's basically what you would get from Jordan and Jade. Like, two physically version. imposing people. Yeah, Jordan's short, but she's, like, again, as she wears on her fucking, you know, her her her, her gear, like, Hossette, like, yeah. that's two physically imposing people. That that's a, That's a good progression. In matches, Jordan's not signed with the company, so you bring her in for a. Uh, She's with Impact. Yeah, you bring her in for a bit, have that little mini feud, have her come in and you know lose. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt Jordan to put Jade over, and you have like a great match. That's what they need to do to keep building her streak, and then you have like the big signing or whatever, the big you know, who's gonna come in and and end the streak. Do it like that's how you do that. But yeah, I mean, like Jordan Grace would be great. Uh, she's already beat. Ky- like I, I mean, I, I always, I always champion the the people I know. But you know, they've all been beaten. It's also how awful fucking wrestling fans are, especially now. Um, it's like they were giving a ton of shit. Um, to Jonathan Grissom because of um. Jordan Grace is seven years younger than him. And apparently, supposedly, when they first started dating or went on their first date, she wasn't technically legal age. And yeah, but um, they've been married forever. Yeah, and so she had to come out and it's like, listen, I pursued him. Like, he turned me down at least four or five different times. I just didn't fucking give up. And technically, our first date was... um. I think she was like 18 or 19 at the time when when they had that first date. Yeah, I mean, people are just... They, they got to find anything to tear down somebody. Oh, that whole fucking the, the, tribalism the that's inter- going on right yeah, now. The internet is just full of horrible people who don't let anything... Nobody can have anything nice. Yeah, I mean, if you... You didn't learn from the fucking horribleness of... Internet bullying the um, Japanese wrestler from stardom that to the point where she committed suicide and killed herself. Yeah, it's because again, there's no repercussions for people online until no, more no. people until more people face repercussions for the shit they do, and slowly but surely, some place like some people are facing repercussions. But until it becomes like a thing, like no, you're going to face repercussions for the shit you say online. It's not gonna stop. 
That's why we. That's why Facebook's full of so much like fake shit that people will get away with believing and, and and shit like that. It's like because there's no repercussions for saying stupid shit. Um, that's why people can think they can act up in public and face no repercussions, and then oh, they get pissed when they face repercussions. Yeah. Fucking um, Jade's next opponent should be uh Maki Ito. Oh my god. We need to bring her back. Thank we need you. we need like, to get Khan to bring her back over. Oh my god, she that like Maki Ito is so great. Um, because I could so see like she would lose, but I could see her like wanting to hang around with Jade after the fact. Just her interaction. Her interaction with the Dark Order that Dark one time was yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> um. The next match was your big, should have been the main event match. Also, another thing with the Revolution being so long, this was a three and a half hours, almost four hour show. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of fucking matches. Crowds started to die towards the end. Because now, after this match, that's when the crowd started to nosedive. Because it was... And then slowly they got brought back up during the Moxley match. Um, but you had the CM Punk versus MJF in the dog collar match. Yeah, I mean the 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 match order. I mean it boils down to Tony Khan said the 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 belt's always going to be the main event on the pay per view. But it's also the couple of these matches you could have put on a dynamite or a rampage or something like that. You could have, but I you could think, have left off. I, I think for the storyline purposes and giving people spotlights for the work they put in, like yeah, like who can, like it's a four hour pay per view. You know, you have two matches on this card where you have blood and you know they were really hard hitting. Then you had the six man. So you had three matches that really fucking amped the crowd up. You yeah, you're gonna pull out. But I mean, I we were watching it. I didn't. They didn't come across like the crowd was dead in that last the last match. Not the last, not the Hangman match. That's what I'm saying. So like, and that's why you have cooldown matches in between. Like, no, it's because of. Well, we'll get to all that later. The um, the CM Punk MJF match, probably the match of the night. Um. I mean, yeah, it was the it's, one that the most effort it went into storyline, like story wise oh, yeah. and stuff. Feud of the year, straight up contender for match of the year already. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk's music hits. Everybody sing along, and then next thing you know, MJF music interrupts. I mean, it. here's the thing: when he doesn't come out immediately, people yeah. should have known something was up. Well, the first dance, it took him a while. Like it, it took. Yeah, a, he let him play. Yeah, he let him play two minutes into the song before yeah, he, he came out. Yeah, he let him play, a but that was the, 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 the emergence of CM Punk finally. Yeah. So you let it play, but every time since then he's been out. Yeah. And then who? You knew MJ. You knew Punk wasn't coming out first. So MJF cuts the music and he comes out, kind of like more psychological. People boo the shit out of him because everybody was singing um, "Cult of Personality." And then there's a, I was even thinking in my head, why are you going to do that 
and then you're just gonna play the fucking theme song again, like right after it. Yeah, no, it's like had what's a the bit. point? I didn't even think of them pulling out the Ring of Honor, fucking his indies theme song. Um, so first there was a lot of the lights go down, a lot of smoke, and then you hear like the Terminator style beat. At first yeah, it thinks, does have like a. It has a very Terminator esque opening, and it's like, oh shit, is that Kenny? I, that's what I thought <laughs> too. I'm like, why is Kenny coming out? <laughs> and so, and then you you start hearing it, and then a good bunch of the like a the good, crowd knew like uh, there was a good bunch of marks in the crowd who knew exactly what was up at that. Yes, point. as soon as that bump, the Terminator, um, hits, started hitting, and then. They get to the um to the singing and stuff like that. People knew automatically. It's like, oh my god, stuff. And then he comes out dressed exactly like his Ring of Honor gear, yeah. jacket and everything. All the thing was missing was long hair. Yep. And um, he was so fucking pumped up. Like he was so. He came out. He was singing the song, like to the crowd. Mm-hmm. The crowd was singing back to him. People were going fucking nuts. And then they finally get to the match. Nice. It was, I think, the longest match of the night, like almost thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was. It had to. It, like it, it had. It was. It had to have been the longest match, but it was just. This is what happens when CM Punk. You know, you haven't destroyed CM Punk. You get stuff like this. Yes. This is what he wanted. To, this is what the summer of Punk should have been. So apparently. He's been wanting to do that entrance with his old Ring of Honor theme um, for the longest time. And then it just so happens by circumstance, by coincidence. Dude, just, just wait until they Tony does something with Ring of Honor and Punk shows up yeah. at an actual Ring of Honor show. I mean, it's got to. I mean, they're all getting inducted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's going to be in there. Yeah, they're getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. Like, now... Now the actual Hall of Ring of Honor Hall of Fame might mean something, like because yeah. now you have someone who's going to. It's not owned by a corporation anymore. Like Sinclair, it was never going to be anything but a product to Sinclair. Like now that Tony Khan proper, like himself, owns Ring of Honor. Oh, it was like TNA, like when Dixie Carter's dad bought it, and then he was like, "Here, here's your toy. Go play with it." Like. TNA was owned by a larger fucking yeah. company. This is going to be, this is like somebody like if Ring of Honor was still owned by a promoter and like the biggest Ring of Honor fan was like, I'll save the company, I'll buy it. Yeah. Like this isn't a corp, a company coming in and buying it. This, is, it. this isn't even AEW coming in and buying it. This is Tony Khan himself buying ring of honor so you're gonna you have the possibility of, and again it's still one of these like it's gonna be two separate contracts things like that you know like those things will be diff, you know they'll have to work those things out but you it's more likely like the the hall of fame is gonna be like a thing that actually matters now yeah like how great would that be if tony khan just said you know what we're gonna do an indie hall of fame like there's already like a professional wrestling hall of fame the Cauliflower Alley has a Hall of Fame. Um, I forgot somebody else has a Hall of Fame. But like you know, like everybody think, oh, because like, when when even when they introduce like Jr. and other like 
WWE legends. They call them Hall of Famers, but they're in the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, how about Tony use his scratch to actually make a legit, like, go to all these other places, like, a professional wrestling yeah. Hall of Fame? Um, great match from start to finish. Great storytelling in the match. Punk got busted open pretty good. Or bled, cut himself pretty good. Yeah, he gigged himself. Like, I still just that 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 image is in my like. He must like he had to have it like in his, his wrist, wrist tape because after he got hit with the chain, he came up and did this like real quick, and his arm came down, right. and they cut away, and I'm like, yep, yeah, that was like he had to have had that like just spiked in his tape and just pow, like just popped yeah. himself in the forehead. A lot of great use of use of the chain. There was a couple. There was one time the fucking chain just came off of MJF at the end. So they had to reattach it. Mm-hmm. Um, the match ends with MJF calling for Warlow to come out. Warlow comes out. Um, they ask for the ring. Warlow can't, fi- Warlow can't find it. Great acting on his part. Like, oops, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know I, where the ring I don't is. Know where the ring is. And then. Um, punk, punk grabs punk, what back like back body drops. Max on the thumbtack. No, he hits a um. He hits to go to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah, on the tax, and then Wardlow goes. Oh, I found the ring. And it was great acting by MJF. Like as soon as he hit those fucking nail uh, tax, his facial expression, like, like he just think, got shot in the back. I don't think a lot of those probably had spikes on them because they never showed close ups. No, like usually in a thumbtack match, you get the close up shot of the tax in the ring. Like, they didn't do that on this one, so I think we got a lot of... I think it was just really shitty fucking thumbtacks. They might have bent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because there wasn't a whole lot in everybody. Yeah. I mean, the ref got one in his hand by accident when he counted. He got one in his hand, and he had to fucking pull it out. <clears throat> that's the big... Like, uh, I'm sorry if I was a ref in a thumbtack match. I'd have knee pads on under my pants, and I would have gloves that had, like, padding in the palms. So, Paul Turner, fun fact that um, I read about when at that Dynamite before the pay-per-view when they had Christopher Daniels versus Daniel, Brian Danielson, um, and they were talking about that, that was a throwback to the mm-hmm. RH main event. Paul Turner was the referee for that. Well, yeah, I mean, he was in Ring of Honor when the Bucks went to him to become, like, one of the main refs in AEW. He was still a Ring of Honor ref. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like you said, Wallow forgot to check the right pocket. Yeah. Oh, I found it. <laughs> yeah, found the ring. Don't hand, doesn't hand it to Punk. Just places it right in front of Punk and just do what you will. And then he goes to the back. Punk grabs, puts the ring on, has uh, MJF on his knee. One last defiance by MJF, spits in his face. Punk just reels back and fucking decks him, gets the one, two, three. Um, I would have liked better MJF winning this to keep his momentum going, but him winning twice in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, this is this is basically, I mean. You're you're either transitioning now to 
MJF versus Wardlow. But I don't know what it would be for other than payback. Or this still plays out Punk versus MJF somehow. No, I can. I got. Because I, I clearly I think Wednesday the Pinnacle is dead completely. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, so it went out with a whimper. Well, not even a whimper. It just went out. <laughs> it just died. So I have a theory about the Wallow and MJF. Saints Day. St. Patrick's Day Blast, or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. that little TV pay-per-view thing. Wallow beats Scorpio Sky to win the TNT title. Well, yeah, I mean, technically in his contract, he'd have to give it to Max. That's when Max comes out and is like, give me the fucking belt or you're fired. And he doesn't give the belt. And um, he can, he can uh, MJF can fire him. And it's like, well, you can't fire me because technically Tony, um, I signed a contract with Tony this morning, so I'm still with the company. I'm still the champion. I just don't want them to have Scorpio with the belt for like a, a week. week. Eh. Or if anything, MJF causes Wallow the match. Yeah, that's how I. Th- that's what I assume is going to happen. Like MJF's going to cost Wardlow the match. Yeah. But then my like how do you come out of that because unless Tony's not going to put like, like MJF's not going to be the one that takes the belt off of Hangman. I hope it should be, but who knows what what they're going to do with the main event picture. Um If anything, what do you do with Punk now? Because technically, he's the number one contender for the belt. Is he? Yeah. Because Hobbs was number one. Hobbs lost. Um, so who, like, no, Adam lost. Cole was number one. Yeah, Adam Cole was number one. He lost. He lost. Dante was number two. Hobbs is number one. Yeah, Hobbs. Hobbs now is fuck. Yeah, Hobbs now is number one. Dante moved up, I guess, from third to second. And then he he fought Adam. He fought Page. Lost Wednesday and lost. Punk might be number two. Yeah, so now. I think Hobbs is still number one. So yeah, I don't know if those ladder match counts as a loss, like or yeah, could be a singles. I don't think I. I mean, it would make no sense for it to. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, the crowd just was spent after this match and then unfortunately the women's title match was next and the crowd was just wasn't into it i just like that i that i noticed for this match that the crowd wasn't into it but i think the the whole issue is if you weren't going to give thunder rosa the title then this match shouldn't have happened at this pay-per-view no it's so stupid it's because clearly she's going to win it next week. In our hometown. In our hometown. Yeah. So just put the match off one year until then. It's one year almost to the day of the the of the, the lights out match yeah. that they had. That and it's also you building up this rivalry or this um program between them two and it's been over a year and you're finally paying off on that match. I mean, they do. They 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 like to spend their time on stuff, and 
Thunder Rose has gone off and done other things, and Britt Brit has gone off and done other things. I think a drawback to all this is the fact that their women's division isn't that strong. It's also the fact of just way too much interference in this match. That's what I'm saying. Like, this should have been... Like, they should have just made a cage match in San Antonio be where this match took place. Yeah. Um, Because you didn't need to have a match where just there was a shit ton of interference to justify the the cage like there's already been enough justification for the cage match because what sucks is you know these two can have a great fucking match they proved it already yeah but it was just the placement of the card and um thunder rosa desperately tried to get the crowd into it but just didn't the only other thing the only way you could have kept this on the card and had it in a better spot like you swap this in the in the tbs title match yeah if you had to put the TBS title match on the pay-per-view, put the TBS title match here and maybe do a faster squash for Jade. Um, Brett wins, of course, with like tons of interference. Like how much the ref allows the fucking interference. Like how many times Rebel's going to jump on the fucking apron? I mean, this is, and then again, before you, you kick you out, you kind of look at this as the, this is your classic sports entertainment type match. Like this is a WWE style overbooked match yeah and then the whole fact of thunder rosa loss but then she gets put into a number one contenders match that, that on just Wednesday. shows how weak the women's division is she loses to the champ and she only falls the number two that no sh- it's it's one of those tony gave her a second chance because of all the interference and no, stuff no, no, like but that. like they literally say like she only fell to like the number two can like Layla was number one contender and Jay, uh, Thunder Rosa was number two. Mm. Like, that's how they justified it Wednesday, like Wednesday. So, that's how weak the women's division is that, like, you lose to the champ and you only fall down to, like, number two. Like, no, like, I mean, in your rankings, if the champ's number one, then and she's third in line. And plus, this really hurts um, Baker because it just... Yeah, because she hasn't had a, a clean... She hasn't cleanly beat anybody in a yeah, long time. There's a lot of stupid fucking interference on the outside and, and shit like that. Um, yeah, because they, they were teasing the, the her versus Jamie Hayter bit for a while, and then that never came about. Yeah. And then um, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, where the hell did... Like, I was... Yeah, she didn't show... I'm like, where the hell did she go? She didn't show up Wednesday either. Yes. So, I, I mean, the, the, their women's division really needs some help. I don't know if they just need somebody else in charge of, like, the booking for the women's division. Oh, I forgot. Let's go back to the CM Punk thing. So, CM Punk did his media scrub afterwards. Mm-hmm. was very interesting. Like, this was basically his love letter to wrestling. Um, He even cried. During the media. Um, I started watching the beginning of it. I didn't sit down and watch it, though. He basically called out Goldberg <laughs> for ending Bret Hart's career early. He's like, Bret Hart should be the one in Saudi Arabia right now making millions of dollars instead of um, the guy who put him out. Yeah. Who put him on the shelf. Um, 
fuck what else he did. He talked about how he wanted to use the theme song for since he came back to wrestling and that also he doesn't know how much longer he has left wrestling because he's up there in age. He's 40-something years old. Um, I think Punk's like my age. Yeah, I think he's like our age. Bruh, Sting is 63 years old in like 10 days. Yeah, we'll get to that. It's <laughs> fucking crazy old man. Six, Sting gives me hope that one day, one day, my dumb ass will have a match in front of a, a regular size crowd. CM Punk is 43. Oh, he'll be 44. He he was born in 78. Man, so he's two years older than me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was something else. Um. But yeah, his media stuff was pretty good. Like he um, basically said this is the reason why like now he's mad that he, he was away from wrestling all that time because he could have been doing this yeah, type like of everything, stuff. Yeah, like everything he missed out on. Yeah. But there but was again, no... You didn't need to go to the UFC and get your face pounded in. But also, <laughs> there was nothing like AEW that yeah, he no, could have done. Had to have, he would have had to have just... Going to Ring of Honor. Played the Indies and gone to Japan in those seven years. Yeah. And still would have ended up here because... He would have been the Chris Jericho. Yeah. Like the first big name sign instead of Chris Jericho. It could have been Yeah, it would have been... Yeah, he'd he'd have been the first champion to give the belt legitimacy. Yes. He would have beat Hangman and been the first champion. Um. Next, you had the uh, Moxley versus Danielson, just fucking beat down that they had. Just two guys just beating the shit out of each other. Um, a lot of great spots. Um, Moxley doing some of his best work. Like I love fucking Moxley's so good right now. Like he's on top of his game. He looks great. Lost a lot of weight. Gained some muscle that time away. Danielson just brutalizing his opponents. Just beating the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. Old school. Old school fucking dragon. Danielson. Kind of weird finish. Danielson puts the uh, the LaBelle lock. Mm Mm-hmm. On Moxley, and he rolled it back. It was just, it was one of those things where it said it, it, it kind both of, of his shoulders wasn't exactly on the mat. I mean, but it, that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah, like it was, it was a finish to show that I think to 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 give the impression that Moxley is more than just a brawler. He actually yeah. can wrestle. Like he knew how to to reverse that on on the Brian. So Moxley reverses it, and it's the classic. I'm going to hold the submission um, move, but I'm getting pinned at the same time. And then you lose the match because of it because you don't release the hold. And um, so Mox uh, Danielson gets up and he's kind of pissed and he's like, what the fuck's going on? Pushes Bryce. Bryce pushes him back. This is great. (laughs) And then later on on Twitter, Bryce was like, I think that was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And, um, so next thing you know, Moxley and Danielson Start starts beating the, hell out of beating the shit again. out of each other. Security comes out, and security's trying to break them up. So you, you're thinking, all right, so they're going to team up and start fighting security off, and then that's how they're going to like 
become as a team, like kind of have respect for each other because now they're fighting side by side against security. Was not fucking expecting William Regal to show up to come out and yeah, base- no, that was that was a good surprise. Even so, Tony even came out and said after the pay per view that he didn't even know. Um, William Regal was in the building. Yeah, Shivani, like yeah, no, Shivani, like they kept it pretty, um, uh, pretty hush hush. It was one of those good surprises. Yeah, nobody knew about. And just the. The sheer amount of possibilities that having William Regal in yeah. that company, and it was so good too. Like him, he got into the middle of them, goes over to Moxley, slaps the shit out of Moxley, and kind of gives him a little headbutt. So now Moxley's blood is, is like on, on Regal's face. On Regal's face, Daniel Bryan starts laughing his ass off, laughing, and, and goes to give a big hug because. Him and Regal go way back to like 2011, back in like NXT, the the shitty fucking yeah, NXT one, yeah, days. NXT, NXT, like one version, like the coaches NXT. Yeah. So, um, he slaps the shit out of Daniel Bryan, and um, and then Regal just basically yells at him, like, "Now shake hands," and we're gonna take it in the back, and we're gonna talk about this, and it's like. I've trained y'all, both of y'all, to do better and all stuff. And then yesterday, Regal comes out and gives his little speech. Had to apologize today because he went a little over time on his speech. Whatever, bro. He was like, he was, again, because people get to, you know, be themselves. And Tony has given all these guys who had to eat shit for so many years. Yeah, the first member of the Kiss Your Ass Club. Yeah, like, these people who ate shit for so many years, he gives them an opportunity to come out and, like, just say what needs to be said. So he did. Another great fucking promo. Eddie Kingston had his at the beginning, and then Regal had a great fucking promo. Yeah, um, and through that promo makes, like, you know, because Teresa, just, she just doesn't like Brian Danielson. Like, she just doesn't like him. Yeah. And... Again, but this fucking promo makes the whole teaming, them teaming up, make sense. It's him at one point, dude, he was fighting the tears, talking about like his personal demons oh, yeah, and like, stuff he, like that. And that's why I'm like, these promos are like, these people are just being themselves. Yeah. And they crank it up a little. The The thing he said between him and Tony is real. That really did happen. Mm-hmm. Um... He went on a little too long talking about Daniel Bryanson, and then he turns around. Oh yeah, and by the way, I, I trained Moxley also. I mean, yeah, he but kinda, Daniel Bryanson over here, he kind of shortchanged <laughs> fucking Mox, but but I can see Moxley going to him. It's like don't don't drag yeah like don't fucking yeah I don't want all the yeah all, all, don't don't drag it like I, yeah because again basically what Regal was saying is if I would have kept my act together, if I wouldn't have like done the drugs and the addi- gave into the addiction, I would yeah. have been Brian Danielson. Yes. This is like what I was. And then But I, I was Moxley. This. Yeah. And Moxley is an amazing fucking wrestler, but he you know had his demons had too. Had his demons. Yeah. And this is what and he's gotten like it took it took shit for him to turn his life around. It took shit for me to turn my life around. Like both of these are like the two sides of my own coin. Of course, and I know both of them. Of course, 
I'm going to come in here. He trained both of them. Yeah. I, like, I am going, like, this is the ultimate fucking wrestler right here. Apparently, one, uh, after last night's promo, um, I can't remember which wrestler it was, former NXT wrestler, when um said that Regal basically for like two hours taught him how to do a proper pin because you have to respect the ring and look like a proper wrestler that you know what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um and like yeah, he spoke from the heart. And then unfortunately, like he didn't need to apologize today on Twitter. No, but that I, he went exactly, over time. Like that they had to rush like a couple finishes because he went over. But that's how much he's proper. That's how much he respects wrestling and respects other people. Yeah, like that he respects the business. Like and again, I like no like I've never set in a professional, if you want to call it that, like legit ring, but in front of a crowd. I mean, I've wrestled in front of a crowd before, yes, but like in a legit promotion, like no. But these are the same like these are the same lessons I tried to teach those kids when I was in that organization for two years. Like, yeah, these are the things that you have to do. It's the little things. It's yeah, exactly. It's the little things that will get you so far in front of a crowd. And like you were talking about Punk's media scrum, I watched some of Sting's, and like he got asked like, "What advice do you give to these younger guys?" And he said straight up like, "Just." Be smart enough to know not to say enough and to listen long. Like, like, because a true wrestling fan will be able to see right through you and call you out on your shit. Yeah. And that's exactly what Regal is. That's what Regal was doing in that ring when he was given that promo. Also, who knows? Who knew? He's fucking 53 years old. He's the, He is 10 years younger than fucking Sting. Yeah. We could like, could you imagine if he hadn't dealt with like gone through all the like if he hadn't like jacked himself up so much with the shit that he did, he could still be in shape to wrestle. Yeah, you gotta say. And even Sting said like Sting put out a uh, a Players Tribune article. I started reading. I haven't finished it yet. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I haven't finished reading it, but like I like Sting was always like my like who I based my style of wrestling on. Like that was, that was me. Like I emulated sting and I didn't know he did like, like, cause he was like, you never heard about sting being like addicted to shit. Oh yeah. That's how I became a born again Christian. Like I didn't like, I knew he went and found God, but like a lot of people like go and find God. But I was like, I was completely oblivious to like the whole, like hooked on fucking painkillers yep. and, and shit like that. Like I didn't know any of that. You never seen the sting movie. Where no, never, somebody, they I never, never got the licensing it. to WCW or anything like that. So Yeah, no, I never did watch that. <laughs> it was a, um, it's when he first became a uh, born again Christian. And it was like some Christian production that he made. Um, yeah, no, I never, I, I knew it came it's out. It's not very I never, good. I never did watch it though. But it's like Sting might say something, but then they have the guy acting like Sting. And then. The guy who's supposed to be Ric Flair. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I kind of like didn't want to see it because I didn't want Sting ruined. Yeah, like I needed Sting to still be. Then you just completely skip his TNA run. Yeah, like because you don't want to. You don't want that Sting either. I did. Yeah, I didn't. They, a lot of the TNA stuff I didn't. The they, Joker they, Sting. 
Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't watch it. Like, I think really the only Sting match I watched was when he like fucking the Victory Road match when against he Jeff. fucking put Jeff in his place. Yeah, like I think that's the really the only one that I ever sit and watched. Um, right. TNA Sting kind of reminded me of like NWO Sting. I'm like, mm. oh, Wolfpack Sting. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, no. He's bout about it and rowdy rowdy. Yeah, I just I was like, no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna. He still he still wears that fucking the red, sometimes. Yeah, I mean I'm I don't he's know, got, I'm okay he's, with it. I'm just like you he's know. He still got the uh, the red and black tights. I do I do think he just needs he to dye up. his he does need to dye his hair black to to kind of not look yeah. as old. He throws up the fucking end of the end of, yeah the wolf pack stuff yeah. Vince ain't gonna tell him to stop. Um. Next. Was your Darby, Sammy, and Sting versus Andrade, Hardy Family Office, A F H O A H F O. Yeah. Um, just right out the fucking gate, just them fucking murdering each other. Um, yeah, I know they the placing of this one, like they could have, I think, as much as I love the Kingston Jericho match, I think that should have been later in the card and you put Either, again, something had to be first to like get the show off to a, a high note. Because unfortunately, the because the the pay per view is going so long and there's been so many matches and the placements of the matches, like even the Moxley and Danielson, it took them a while to get the fucking crowd going. Yeah, and it's it's there was the the middle like the the middle of the the card was like just kind of like way too up. For the end, yeah, and yeah, I don't know where you would place because the your three big matches, you had they they should have probably been separated by more stuff. You could have moved MJF, Punk earlier, or you could have had them be the first match. Yeah, there was just I think way too many big matches on this card. Yeah, you didn't have enough. You didn't have enough like cool, cool down matches. You have at least three matches that could have main event this yeah, fucking. There, there was a, like there's like four big matches in this show, like Punk Jericho, MJF, Punk. Um, no five, the 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 Revolution ladder match, and then, uh, Cole and Hangman and Hangman. You had five, like. Could have main evented this show. You could have ended the show with the Revolute, the ladder match. Yeah. Like, you had five matches that really could have, you know, been at the top of the card. Yeah. Um, This match, just fucking nuts. Got the crowd definitely back into it. Oh, yeah. Woke the crowd up right off the bat. Like, poor Jose um, sat him down in a chair, put a trash can over him. Darby just ran as fast as he could across the ring and just dove headfirst into into him. I mean, here's the thing. That can does afford you a lot of cushion. Like, when you're in it, to fall back on. Yeah. Like, because those aluminum cans do not crush that easily. Well, unfortunately, the women's war games where fucking Dakota Kai got stuck in it because... It crushed um, down on top of her. It crushed down much. on top of her, and yeah, it couldn't like, get it off of her. We 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 did a spot with a can like that, 
and they been basically went out of the ring. It was it was a little it was a little goofy of a setup, like callback to like a year before, what like riding on the scooter and fucking jousting the can, and it didn't really work the way it was supposed to. But like it was somebody sitting in the chair with the fucking can over them, and they fell backwards. And the can doesn't distort much unless it's hit with a lot of weight and a lot of force. But you know, like the match this. This was literally, uh, like, you know, Cornette, like I said earlier before we were recording, Cornette was shitting all over this match, and I'm like, because he was calling it, oh, basically uh, a fucking, because trios matches are basically, you know, Lucha-style three-way tag, you know, six-man tags, and this was basically a a, a Lucha-style match. You know, no rules, anything goes kind of deal, and... That's basically what AEW is doing with their trios. Like that's why eventually there's going to be a trios title. That's why they keep track of trios stats. Like eventually there will be a trios title, and I can't wait for Cornette to blow, blow a fuse when that happens. Um. But, I mean, this is just again, that that sting spot, like sting diving on Andrade. Through three tables at 62 years old, 10 days shy of being 63. Yeah. And it's the fact of automatically um, Butcher and the Blade come out to help. So it's, and then um, Isaiah's tag partner came out. Yeah. Sammy and I, Isaiah did a fucking Spanish fly off of one of the um, entry entry. shields thing, whatever, because they didn't have the normal entryway. Through two tables, which they a little overshot. Yeah, because they only broke one. Yeah, and basically they almost went face first into the first table. Yeah, and then they broke and Isaiah's the second feet table. slammed. Thankfully, he was out Wednesday, and so he didn't bust his his heels. Because a lot of times, like you run the risk of when that happens, like you blow out your heel bone mm. when your feet come down like that. Because he like Isaiah's feet slammed down on that ground. Yeah. And thank you didn't you know his heels didn't blow out. Sting's got to stop hanging around with Darby. <laughs> He's a bad influence, dude. He even he even put over in his little media scrum the black and white like their little pa- intro package. He's like, he said he goes honestly. I think this is going like you're gonna see it. it's gonna get over more even in the mainstream. Like basically calling out. I guarantee like Vince is gonna do this at some point with these like little packages for like these pro like for like the big events yeah leading into like matches because i mean i love like yeah they're they're weird and they don't make any sense and darby likes to destroy shit but it's like it goes with darby yeah he's very self-destructive and he does self-destructive shit in these vignettes there's a funeral going on and then out of nowhere a fucking jeep cherokee comes flying into the screen into a trailer yeah that we're supposed to believe Darby was in. And then fucking out of no... And then it's a really bad coffin drop. Like, he almost missed a guy. Yeah, because, I mean, it was, an old, like, it was like an old guy yeah, <laughs> that had to you, catch him. You could have did a second take, Darby. <laughs> um, and then out of nowhere, fucking Sting comes in with a fucking flamethrower. And just, like, torches the fucking the funeral story. I'm like... Yeah. I don't know what... Like, his other ones seem to have made sense in some of the other matches. This? Yeah. I no 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 idea. Also, you think they toned down Darby? Like at the beginning, he was doing some really stupid stunts. 
I and think kind of toned they, it down a bit. They might have talked some sense into him to like kind of like yeah. slow it down. Like, hey, look, you're gonna fucking burn yourself out. That Cracker Bell fucking match that he had with um, Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I th- and again, I think. So I think that's the difference between first year AEW and post, pand like post empty crowd. Yeah. AEW because in the beginning you were doing cra- like there was a lot of crazy shit to get the crowd into it like you would see at an indie show but then when you had no crowd you actually had to do things to um to get over on television to a remote crowd and that big shit just doesn't play like that because there's no live crowd for feedback so you got to change and adapt and I think I think Darby has changed and adapted. I don't think he has the idea. Like, cause again, like, what was was it? Vice did the thing on him and like Ethan. Swerve on him and Ethan. Yeah, and he was saying like he didn't think he would be around doing shit much longer. Yeah, that was the infamous the shovel incident. Yeah, the shovel incident. And like he was just like whatever, but I think now he kind of realizes like. Yeah, I can still be crazy, but I can do crazy shit in a safe way. Yeah. Like the 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 Darby versus Team Taz thing. I I love I mean again, I love cinematic shit. Like that my I start a promotion, it will be there will be some cinematic shit. But like that showed like you no, know, you can do crazy shit, but we can do it in a safe way. That first sting match? No, when Team Taz in the off-site warehouse thing. Yeah, that wasn't Team Taz. Yeah, it was. I thought that was Wardlow and... Was that Wardlow and, and MJF? I think so. I thought No, I thought that was no, Team was Taz. War- oh, fuck, who was that? I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Team Taz. Because was- was, it was Brian Cage and Ricky beating the shit out of him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that was Team okay. Taz. I don't think I, what's that like I don't know but I mean like but I mean, either way that showed you can do crazy shit and it can be done safely cuz that coffin dropped through the fuck into the abyss Brian Cage that's yeah. who uh, the the guy Waldo everybody said was like a the poor man's Waldo uh Brian Cage was um so I, I think that really, like, that was the turning point. It's like, no, Darby, you can still do the crazy shit, and we can do it safely. Yeah. Because, like, the doll, that, that coffin drop into, because it was what, against, who was it against when he did the coffin drop into, like, that big oversized coffin? That was Ethan Page. Yeah, so, I mean, that was, that's a pretty, that was a pretty dangerous spot. Yeah. Straight up. Because Ethan Page was in the damn coffin. And if he would have overshot it, he would have hit the edge. Yeah. And really so I mean that that's up. one. I think you that was kind of like his last big. Because even the the stair like getting thrown down the stairs like stunt people do that all the time. Like you can learn how to take those properly, and you can kind of pad up to take a, a a stair fall. But like I think that coffin drop into that coffin was like the last really crazy thing he did. Because if he'd have over or undershot that, yeah, he'd have fucked himself. Unless that whole coffin was made out of balsa wood. I'm sure it was. 
you know, that he'd have just smashed right through the sidewall from above. But again, like, like, fucking spot of the fucking night. Yeah, fucking staying at 62 and like 99999. Fucking jumping off a fucking 20 foot fucking rail. Down to the, through three fucking. Th- Granted, like again, he there was not much. He wasn't there wasn't wasn't much hang time, because he was on three tables. But it's still it's staying going through three fucking tables. Yeah. And then Matt took the pin when Darby Darby like cut it did a cutter through chairs. And then did a coffin drop. It barely hit him. Yes. Yeah. That's he over. That's he, a... he undershot the coffin drop. So then you had um, the championship match. Oh wait, let's. Well, let me. We'll go into like the fallout from that. Okay. So Wednesday, we'll just yeah, and then we'll talk about the fallout after from Wednesday. That way, we don't have to do a whole other segment. So. On Wednesday, you had the vote. On Which is crazy because on Dark, I think Isaiah won. With Hardy out there. Yeah, so it doesn't make any... This segment doesn't make any sense. It just, like, you know the payoff. You know yeah, what you they're know, building to. You know to. what the payoff's going to be. It's just... They... It's, I, think, I think once they realized that they could get Jeff... So like for the last three months, they've been rushing. Yeah, this storyline. It hasn't played out like. Apparently, it played out more if you paid attention to the Twitter accounts of like Jose Andrade and Matt. Yeah, it's definitely there especially was a lot Jose of, and Matt. There's a lot of social media stuff, which is fine because that's how a lot of that's how indie wrestling works now. Like a lot of shit happens on social media, yeah. but. It's on on actual television, it comes across rushed. He um, so they had a vote of this is where I think the vote a lot of no of confidence. The, well, I mean, this is where I think some of the BET the BTE stuff could have helped. helped being on regular TV. Like play well, up the fucking. They were doing that shit with the piss test. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Play out that like the yeah. erratic behavior and stuff like that, and have Andrade being like, I, I don't like the way you're doing. Like, yeah. It's the fact of they do the vote of no confidence. Andrade and Jose vote thumbs down. Hardy vote thumbs up. Um, and then private, private party, party. Go up and then pull a Batista. Yep. And go down. And then they jump Matt Hardy. And then it kind of makes no sense. Like, why would Sting and Darby come out to save? Because they just fucking wrestled Sunday before. Yeah, but. It was it was the misdirection thing. That's all it was. Yeah. Matt Hardy was like a thorn in their side for the longest time. Why would you go out and help him? But yeah, it's the misdirection of like Jeff Jeff not being there, and then because Darby you, and then him. You can all you're really gonna play up the fucking the the similarities between Jeff and fucking Darby um, after it, this. Yeah, definitely. Darby and Stain gets beat up because it's Butch still, and Blade like, is out there's there. Still two extra people. No, yeah, it's, it's six, like six on it's six on three. Yeah. And then 
the Hardy Boys music hits, and out comes Jeff, and he's got to dance down the fucking aisle. Look, even was, though his he had a big fucking ear to ear grin on, and he was like fucking right. <laughs> my brother's getting fucking jumps, but I gotta is, hit like, my fucking dance. He gets he gets in the ring, and he's still going with the beat. Like right when that beat would hit in the music, yeah. they cut it, and right as he hits fucking. Um, Right as he hits Blade, Blade, I'm like, no, they should have just kept playing the music because he was he was hitting people in rhythm, like yeah. he was on in rhythm with the music. I'm like, it would have been perfect. Like somebody needs to make an edit of just the music still playing. So Jeff comes out, cleans house. The only person left is Blade. Butcher Blade. Yeah, Blade. He gets hit by Jeff. He gets hit by fucking Darby. He gets. A twi- he, gets a, he gets the. The coffin drop. He gets a twit. Then he gets a twit because I don't think Sting does no. anything to so him. So he's like doing that feed, like you punch me, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna go feed over this person. He's gonna punch me, and then he gets to Sting, who's just in the corner, and Sting is just like out of breath. He's like gassed or something. Like he just kind of like, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he and barely like, touches him. I'm 62 and I jumped off a fucking balcony yesterday. <laughs> I am shocked I didn't break all my fucking ribs last night. <laughs> Um, and he kind of gives like a little eye gouge slap thing yeah, to to his a, face. He does the eye poke thing, and um, and that's when Matt grabs him, hits the twist of fate. Off comes the fucking shirt. Jeff hits the fucking swanton. People go fucking nuts, and um, I could just imagine like Sting like fuck up again, and I will whoop your ass. Um, Matt and Jeff have a big ass fucking hug and like legitimately you can see it in matt's face yeah how happy he is how happy he is yeah. and like because clearly they've been taking pictures and doing everything lately like they got indie they already booked they've got indie a, bookings but so i mean like i think it's, it's not like, like this they, weekend yeah they this have a show they take on uh myers and fucking cardona oh for the belt do they have tag belts no somewhere Mm-mm. no um but uh they like, you could legitimately see, like, he choked back. A f- like, he had cry face when he was hugging his brother because, like, I-, I think they realized, like, no, this is where we actually get to do what yeah. we want. Like, the what Vince would never have let us come back to do. Yeah, this led into Darby looking like he's about to fucking explode looking at Jeff. Yeah. Um... And fucking, he, like, Jeff fucking puts his hands together, like, looking at Sting. Like, uh. <laughs> Like, him and Sting kind of looked like they were talking and kind of joking because they both laughed. And, um, and he gives the little bow to Darby. And Darby just looks like he's in a fucking, like, a zombie. Like, he's, yeah, I mean, he's fucking just like, uh. Yeah, then he... Um, snaps out of it and goes on to the does his little pose on the on yeah, the and turnbuckle. The commercial, so we don't we don't really get to see like the full on you know celebration in front of the crowd because I mean the crowd went nuts. Yeah, they love fucking Jeff. Yeah, it, I just I, I, I don't, don't get it. I don't get it either. But fucking wrestling. He never was a good wrestler. Yeah. All he, he was a good he was he was a good faller. I mean, he can I just fall real I'm, good. I'm not, I never understood Vince's obsession with him being like. We can make this guy a singles fucking yeah. Like I never got it. I was always I always liked Matt better, but Matt just his late he like he looked like his knees didn't work. I never got him as a singles wrestler, like you said. And then on top of that, all the failed 
drug tests and yeah, I mean his like again, his demons. Another one of these wrestlers that just. I mean, I'm I, I am glad though that this his last like this last bit in WWE when it basically was them fucking jumping to conclusions. Yeah, apparently there was backstage like WWE people are pissed that they jumped to conclusions and released them without even which is waiting why for the I'm test like, to come back. Which is why I'm like, you know what? Even if they would have tried to fucking sue AEW for contract tampering, like he had you on unlawful termination. Yeah. Like, that's why I guarantee you nothing ever comes of it. Like, Jeff no. has you on unlawful termination. Like, you, you released him on suspicion of substance abuse and it wasn't right. And it's also... You know that game WWE plays where I got more money so I could just keep it in the courts until oh, yeah. you run out of money? Tony and his daddy have way more money than yeah. that. They can like, do it. They can Tony do it to you. and his daddy have actual liquid cash. Vince's money is all tied up in that company. Like, that's the, that's the difference. And I don't think... I don't think the internet wrestling community and the WWE shills realize like they own a NFL football team. They own a British soccer team. Like it's like one of the major Chelsea. Like, the, the, yeah. They own a major fucking soccer team. Not like some like third, like they own a major fucking soccer team. I, th- I think it's Chelsea. And, the fucking super yacht. That's what, like they have fucking money. They have those super yachts that only billionaires fucking get to buy. Yeah, like yeah, the ones like I can go when when the shit hits the fans, I can go fucking float around the ocean and not see anybody. It's the kind of it's the same yacht that the uh, Sultan of Saudi Arabia, the Prince of yeah. Saudi Arabia, has the uh, that. Lost Leonardo on mm-hmm. that supposedly it's on that ship. So, so uh, yeah, like if anybody's gonna be able to, like, yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, Tony Khan and his dad could buy WWE four or five times over. Because again, they're not worth what they think they're worth. Their stock might be worth that, but no, they don't. They don't. It's again, the TV deals. Yeah, that's how that's how they make their money. They don't actually have anything. Like, that's why I never understood like their hoarding of IP. And like when they made FTR, like give them their their IPs for their release. I'm like, what are you gonna do with their fucking IP other than keep them from using it? Like that's what I don't like. Vince does that out of like spite. Like he acts like he has this license. Like this isn't Disney. Like, Disney owns IP that can be made for generations. At some point, you're going to ha- not be able to sell Austin 316 shit because nobody's going to who- know who the fuck Steve Austin was. He's going to die, and at some point, the people you're selling shit to aren't going to have been alive when he was doing anything. Like, that's why, like, eventually, they're not... They're, if they, that company ever sells, it's not selling for what Vince thinks it's going to sell. That that's not sell. That company's not selling for four or five million dollars. Four or five billion dollars. It's not happening because they don't have anything. But that's just me actually thinking from a fucking like. Let's. What do we take from this and make? You don't have anything. 
And then the fact that, you know, the Hardy Boys song is just like some like stock music license, not actual, it's not a, a Johnson fucking creation like all the other music of that era, which I just find is freaking hilarious. So the um, Hardy reunion happens on Rampage. Um, I think they go against Private Party and um, they come out to the music. And they dress exactly like vintage Hardy Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Reeby's already taken the picture, the promo pictures for him. Yeah. In that gear. Yeah, they... That's the, 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 the image of Jeff on the Jeff Hardy is all elite thing is a picture that Reeby took. Um, they were it, doing something on the side of a road. Because I saw it, it came across, I think, Teresa's TikTok feed. And it was like when you see your heroes or whatever on the side of the road and like they were filming on the side of the road, I guess, in front of a like a camera in North Carolina, probably trying reacting that the picture from back when they were younger. Because there's a picture of them in their wrestling gear in front of the camera, in North Carolina, like road sign. Yeah. So they yeah. were probably redoing that because they were doing redoing a lot of their old pictures like, you know, back then and now in the same gear. Yeah. So they were probably doing that and like. They would just like on the side of the road. Um, and then we'll end with Hangman versus Adam Cole. Decent match. I mean, it was on a show that wasn't as stacked. This would have been the best match of the night. Yes. The problem is, as much as was- Hangman's over. He's, he's not, not good as a champion. He's not on the level of some of the other people in that company. Yeah. Like, he is... How do I... Fuck, what was that WWE champ? Like, Big E. When finally, like, him chasing the championship. Yeah, it was more... Because they didn't do anything. Yeah, it was more exciting. Well, the problem is, they didn't do anything with Big E once he won it. And the problem is, with Adam Page is, yeah, it was, the, it was all about the chase... But there isn't anyone really for him to feud with in a main storyline. Yeah. Other than like the people he's been feuding with since the company started. Um It was kind of certain that Adam wasn't gonna win. Like the only thing that was surprising that the Bucks never came out. Yeah. And again, that's kind of playing into the whole split because yeah. on Wednesday they were like, dude, we told you if, when it comes to, to, to Hangman, like, you know, we're out. And, you know, then he goes, oh, you know, I wasn't talking about you, you losers. I was talking about, you know, Red Dragon. Yeah. And Kyle telling him, it's like, man, you're so conceited. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Kyle O'Reilly's so great. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, It got to the point where Red Dragon came out for the interference and they didn't and really then, interfere all that much. No, because they got chased off. Dark Order, all of Dark Order finally come out to help and um, chase off Red Dragon. But Hangman... Shoved Alex Reynolds. Yeah, shoved Alex Reynolds by mistake. He didn't know what was going on. So now that's kind of started tension between Dark Order and Adam Cole. I mean, um, Hangman Page. And then to add more salt to the wound, he picks Jurassic Express. Yes. To fight against Page, I mean to uh, Cole and, and Red Dragon. Yeah, because on Rampage on Dynamite, um, Page came out, 
did his little interview. I don't and know yeah, why. It was yeah, it was after the the Dante yes uh, singles match for the title, which was a good match. Oh yeah, but again, like another way, awesome thing. You got your established guy building up a younger fucking talent. Yeah, and like putting him over in a competitive match. Yeah. Then you'll have people online complaining like, oh, why did it take him so long to beat fucking uh, Dante? Just like they complained about Keith Lee taking so long to like beat J.D. Drake. It's like, that's how you make the other guy look good. Yes. And plus, he's ranked number two for a reason. Yeah. He's got to be pretty good. Yeah, that's why the, like, again, when AEW started, I was like, very spec, you know, skeptical of their ranking system, but it works now. Like it makes sense the way they're yeah. doing it because they're doing it as if it was a legit system. Yeah, it's the fact of like I didn't like Adam Cole coming out to interrupt the promo after the match, basically saying I'm not done with you. I'm gonna get that title shot. I'm gonna get that title off of you if it's one. Um, if it's the last thing I do. Oh, by the way, I'm going to get a, a fucking six-man instead of just having a rematch one-on-one. Well, one. They, they don't give, like, I, I do, like, the, very seldom do you see just, like, a straight-up rematch. There's no yeah. rematch clauses or whatever it is. Except for Thunder Rosa. Did she? I don't think she just got a straight. She had to go back and win her way back up. Yeah, but, Again, you know, obviously she was going to beat Layla Hirsch my, to, get, my, to be the number yeah, one Like I said, my match. issue is that she lost and she just went down to, like, number two yeah. instead of, like, further down. That's their... Escape from the no rematch. Yeah, calls. like the, to me that just no that just shows how weak your women's division is. Yeah. So Adam Cole, hopefully he doesn't dress up like Master Chief again because that that, yeah, that, that that didn't look that, good. Yeah, like it needed more. Yeah. Like if you were gonna do it, it needed more. Um, you needed to go full Kenny Omega. Yes. Like if you're gonna that do Halloween, something like that, you need to do full Kenny Omega and like do a full outfit. That Halloween um episode of Dynamite when. Him and the Bucks dressed up as Street Fighter. Yeah, or in Japan when he came out as a uh, a warlock from Destiny. Or he had the one he came out as Sephiroth with the big ass wing, one wing, or, or the Terminator. No, no, no. Even better is Marty Skull was Abu. I forgot who was oh, Aladdin. Yeah, the, the, the Aladdin, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, came yeah. out as Jasmine. Yeah, that was <laughs> Again, like and then that's the shit that kind that's the kind of shit that pisses off like purest like you know, yeah, uh, Cornette who just calls him Twinkle Toes. I'm like, oh, when he came out as Ghostbusters this yeah, past, they came out Halloween. as yeah, like because uh, I mean, they I couldn't get fi- the. I don't find a problem with any of that. No, because they got scared of getting sued by Netflix. Oh, that uh, TNT, uh, Warner Brothers or whoever TNT was scared to do the because um, they were going to do Squid Games. Oh yeah yeah yeah, but yeah, so nef- yeah Netflix, and um, so they had to do it on BET. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, that is what makes, that's the kind, like, you have to adjust. I said this uh, when I recorded, uh, I re-recorded the top movies of 2021 today, and I was talking about, you know, changing with the times and adapting, and that's what this is in the wrestling business. You change and adapt. Like, we can't be stuck in the 80s anymore. As great as 80s wrestling was for the time, you can't stay there. It doesn't work anymore. And now, coming out dressed up at the, like the Ghostbusters doesn't kill the business. No, because you set up a great angle with Hangman being the the um, the state stay puff marshmallow man. Yeah, like you you were able to do things like that. Like yeah, because you thought it was Brandon, but Brandon was 
was the tied horse. Up in the, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, he was tied up. Yeah. He was gagged in the other thing and he got beat up. It's it's called, you, you know, necessity creates innovation. And you need to get yourself over to a newer, younger, more in the know crowd. And this is this is the clear like the way to do it. You use social media. Matt Cardona showed you can get yourself over yeah. on the internet, and there have been so many wrestlers that have used his way of doing it. I mean, the fucking young bucks to get over. Like, yeah, BTE is what got you AEW. Without them doing that, you would not have AEW because so many people in the wrestling community were tuned into that show. And I remember I watched, I sat and binge watched a lot of it. Like I wasn't into it. And then I just sat and binge watched it. And that drew me in to these people. Yeah. I didn't start watching until towards the end of their new Japan run is when I started watching. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I was, I mean, I was at the place I work now. So it was within the last, since the beginning of 2017, at some point within the, Probably like 2018 is when I like went and binge watched everything, up until because it was getting close to the uh, the countdown. Yes, that's when I like when it got in, was it was in the lead up to that is when I started yeah, that's, watching. That's probably right right around when I started. When and I went back and I binge watched everything up until that point. Miss Fat Ass Masa. Fat Ass Masa was great. <laughs> um. They did a dark match. They would, they did AEW dark. Oh yeah, I don't know. I got No, they accompanied Brandon. Brandon, yeah, Brandon was on dark. Yeah. The first time he wrestled in like 7 months they said. Yeah, and the first time they ever been on dark. Yeah, and they the first time they had been back to that Universal Studios stage since they did TNA. Yeah. Back in the day. And they just sat there and said, "Nah, we don't want to come back." Because they wanted him to change. Yeah. And again, up. it's one of those things, like, if you are sure of yourself, and again, they were over on the indies. Oh, they bet. They made... They I think completely They made sure they kept saying in BT, and now we're millionaire. Or was it Matt or Nick? Whatever. whatever uh, uh, Nick. Yeah, he's like, and now we're... He kept reiterating yeah. that point, like, now we're millionaires. Yeah, because there was a legit... It, that's a real story of... Mad saying that I couldn't afford a 99 cent fucking chicken sandwich. Yeah, like they stuck by what they believed yeah. in themselves and now we're millionaires. See, their book, I would love to to buy their audio book and like listen to it like at the gym or when I, when I go walking and stuff like that. But the problem is they got like some professional... Um, it's not them. It's not them doing narration. They got some professional guy who doesn't know wrestling. Oh, okay. So I, I was reading the reviews. The review, like it's a two and a half stars or something like that for the audio audiobook because the guy literally doesn't switch up his voice between Nick and Matt. Oh, okay. And also, he is mispronouncing a lot of people's wrestling names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. But supposedly Moxley... Is gonna do his. Is doing his. Teresa has been listening to uh, Bob Odenkirk's. Oh yeah, cool. uh, yeah. And I was just I would listen to it while she was getting ready in the morning and like just hearing the, like the stuff he's talking about SNL and stuff back from back in the day when he was a writer. Yeah, it's pretty. It sounds pretty good. 
I wonder if he names that one host that he hated. I that, don't know. I'd, I'd have that to, he recorded getting yelled at. I'd have to ask her if he talks about it. I mean, he was he starts talking. He was talking about a lot of shit. You know. Yeah. He um, him and uh, David Cross is going to do another show for Netflix. Bob Odenkirk is so great. He yeah, really is. And Better the, Call Saul's in April. The trailer dropped today. Did it? I'm have to go home and watch it. I yeah. know it dropped. Um, but yeah, so I mean, AEW is just like to, to summarize and summarize. Like I would again because I watch Dark, I watch Dark Elevation, I watch you know Rampage, and I watch Dynamite. Like it's just so much more entertaining than WWE at this point. It's like literally you're watching all of the indies. Yeah, like every like, and again, like every style of indie show you can yeah. go to, you can see in AEW. So there is literally something for everyone. Whereas yeah. WWE is the same shit over and over and, and over again. No matter who the fucking wrestler is, because Sammy gets stuck with um, Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. I mean, even though I like, I'm I'm gonna like, I'm gonna go out and say at least it seems to me like Knoxville is kind of a hundred percent into it, like a hundred percent into it. It's not like Rickish. the Logan Paul bull. Like, it's not like these other celebrities who aren't really into it. They're there for the the PR. Yeah, it's it's more of a Pat McAfee kind of like they're into it. Like Pat McAfee's like all in. Oh yeah, he's got a wrestling ring and his fucking at his studio. Yeah, like he's all into the thing. Like. So, like, I, I won't, uh, you know, that match against Cole, like, I'll give him his props. Like, oh, yeah. Bad Bunny, I'll give him, like, Bad Bunny was all in. His War Games match. Yeah. Like, so there are celebrities that get involved with WWE that it's not, they're all in, then it, it works. Like, so I think Knoxville, if he's all in, like, the match, if they have a match at fucking WrestleMania, it won't be. It's, a complete and total shit show. But again, it's another one of those. How many celebrities are at WrestleMania this year? Every match is either a part-time or a celebrity. Exactly. And, and I'm then, sorry, I would not pay to see that. And then look at NXT. The NXT that supposedly was going to be developmental and showcase younger talent. from the main roster. Yeah. And supposedly the rumors is Braun is going up to the main roster already. That's why he's he dropped not, the belt. Which he's not ready for. And Ziggler's just going to drop the belt to Walter. I mean, basically, you know, at this point, it's like, just leave Ziggler in NXT. Why? Because whenever they came up, they'd have to go through him first anyway. Yeah. So just leave him in NXT and let him go through, do it that way. And, um, I, I mean. Just, I just want Chomp as a contract to end and yeah. him, him, and Garg- him and Gargano to show up at the same time. Oh, DIY yeah. versus the like, Young Bucks? We don't need them as single. Like, honestly, I don't need to see them as singles wrestlers. Like, if they're both, you bring them both in, I don't need to see them as singles wrestlers at first. I want to see Ciampa back as a bad guy. Let them come in as a heel DIY. Dude, if he comes out at AEW, he's wearing the mask. He's got his fucking um, mohawk hair back. And he's got fucking Psycho Killer playing. As his theme? Yeah. Oh, it'd be fucking great. Dude, let, I mean, Johnny played a decent enough heel. Oh, Johnny's a great fucking heel. So let them come in as a heel DIY. Him and him and Chuck and all them 
was heels on on the Andes together. Yeah, oh, like, they was fucking them, great. And it seems to me like fucking you know something's gonna eventually split with fucking best friends. Somebody's getting kicked out at some point, and it's probably gonna be V Wheeler, because Chuck I mean, Trent does not like Chuck uh, Wheeler. Yeah, because it's he's taking he's his like, spot. He's like you replaced me, and like yeah. I can't be replaced. Um, but then, I, then you add Dan Housing. <laughs> Like I just like I don't even get it. Like he's just, he's great. Dude, the crowd fucking loves that. He, they love. He even is, he is funny. Jim I, Cornette loves him, and you know how bad Jim Cornette is. I mean, Cornette is like, but of... Cornette I think looks at Danhausen as like an old throwback gimmick. So he puts teeth in your mouth, and then punches you, or does something, and it makes it <laughs> so you can't tell. I don't know, like like that te- the teeth gimmick. But I mean, again, but I mean, again, Dan Housen comes across as an old school fucking all in gimmick. Like back in the day when you didn't break character. I mean, he's been in the business for fuck forever. Yeah. He, um, he literally won a contest to be on Conan O'Brien's podcast. I mean, it's just like, again, like you said, it's like. AEW is the best of the indies. Like you can see everything that you want to see on the indies at an AEW show. Yeah, that's why I cannot wait for April thirteenth. I mean, I'm just probably I I have to figure out what all is going on. I'm gonna be there in what capacity? I don't know yet. I will be second row, hard facing the hard cam. Then you need to. We need to make some sign signages. Yeah. I'm gonna wear my Suzuki Goon shirt. We need some signages for for you to put up on camera. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like in, in, I guess, yes, in closing, like AEW is just so much more entertaining yeah, than WWE at this point. Like, I don't want to watch WrestleMania. I have no, no desire to watch WrestleMania. I'd like, have Finn Balor got to the U S title and I'm just like, so it's going to be demon versus Damien. I bet you that's going to be the match. I, like he's going to come out as the demon. Damien's going to be the Damien character. Not the priest character. Um, out of two nights, this is probably going to be like, what, 14 fucking matches? 15 matches? Yeah, like seven each night. Um, there's only like two that I might be interested in. The Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. And Edge and AJ. But is fucking Vince going to let Edge and AJ do their match? Like... As good as a match that it could be. No, I mean, because oh, it's going to be a typical WWE. It's like, going to be typical Jericho, WWE shit. Jericho and AJ when AJ's first fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. And they just had a whatever match and fucking Chris Jericho won. Yeah, because it, it's not it's not about the match. Like, it, honestly, it's not about the matches for Vince. It's about, oh, can I put names there that people are going to watch? And he's not even counting on American, like, he... That's what he's so disconnected. He doesn't care about his American audience because he's getting viewership and getting interaction online and shit from outside of America. Like you go look at any kind of interaction on social media post, and it's not it, it's sh- WWE shills and like foreigners who are just like all in on because that's what they know. Yeah. So I, I I'm sure we'll watch fucking WrestleMania. Maybe we'll actually live stream WrestleMania and just shit talk it the whole time. Oh, we could, like, mystery science it. Yeah, mystery science theater, that motherfucker. That's fucking two nights, dude. It's 
Also, I got to figure out how to hook up the peacock to this TV. Uh, does it have what? It's got an HDMI on it. Yeah. Then a fucking computer. Uh. As a monitor. <laughs> oh, like a. I don't know Roku. Or something. I mean, I just. I mean, I can. No, mind. I can. I know. I can. I can take my fucking Xbox and hook up to it. Yeah, that's, that's all you got to do. Whatever yeah. you use the, to watch it. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. We this has gone pretty long, and that'll be you know some good content for this week. Um. Tomorrow, this will be live on Friday. Uh, tomorrow will also be the top my top five movies of 2021 finally out. I didn't really watch that many movies last year, so. Um, that will be out, and then we will see you next week. Uh, I'm Wayne. That was Paul. And we're out. <laughs>